Good thing I said that before. Jesus. My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. Jacob and I are going to break down the entire UFC Singapore fight card. We're going to give you our picks, our predictions, our bets, and our DraftKings fantasy plays. And my, oh my, are we coming off a week. We dominated UFC 292. We dominated You know what's UFC funny about this? Just yeah. real quick, is last week I went 12 and 1, wasn't mentioned on the graphic. Did you go 12 and 1? Yeah. I had a perfect card except for Hakeem. What do you mean he didn't know? We've oh, talked about it a thousand right. times. Yeah, that's right. Didn't well, make it on what? the graphic. Guess I who makes the graphics? Me. And I went 11 and 1. I went 11 and 1. The only fight I got wrong was the main event, which is <laughs> totally fine because Jacob got that right. That was his underdog Not only. of the week at plus 220. I got the shot and the round. That's why my yeah. reaction, everyone was like, oh, I wish we could have had a live reaction. I wish we, we did have a live reaction on the Fight Foods. Check out the Fight Foods uh, Sunday. But it wasn't like instant. But it was pretty subdued because honestly, that's how I thought it was going to play out. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't bullshitting with all the research I did. I did the research. I told everyone all the all week in Discord. Discord's 100% free. You guys could have figured it out. Yeah, absolutely. I hit every single bet I put on the board. Every single bet I put on the board, including the safety parlay. The safety parlay is now up 21.71 units all time. It is hitting at a 70% win rate. I have hit seven out of the last eight safety parlays. We've absolutely been crushing it. WeWantPicks.com. Become a premium member. Premium membership has been spectacular for a lot of people. This video is just the running list of a $100,000 plus of winning tickets from premium members. Our premium members, who only pay $10 a month to unlock everything, have been winning a ton of money and then posting those tickets oh, that, into the Discord. Video. You it's added a video. video. I did. Uh, you know why I added a video? A I, no. It's oh, still going. Just, yeah. yeah, you should have looped it. I didn't know. <laughs> you know why I did a video? Because I normally will pick some... some uh, I'll grab a bunch There's of tickets many. and I'll make a graphic. There was too many, literally too many. Our premium members absolutely dominated. And then you're going to say, well, okay, those are just some of the big tickets and this and that and the other thing. Well, here's the actual feedback. Here's posts from people that have gone out of their way. We have Hockenwine or Hawkenwine said, I won the DraftKings Rainmakers UFC VIP package to Abu Dhabi. It was $10,000 in cash, $6,300 in package. And then he said, no joking. I used all the analysts and tools and fighter breakdowns from We Want Picks and nothing you else. You butchered that. I did butcher that. I wonder that, who he's going to invite uh, to Abu Dhabi because I was looking at my schedule today and I'm pretty open. You're pretty open for till 2027. You better Bill, easy. Bro. Bill Norman said, here's a few examples of becoming a We Want Picks premium member by using the tools like the line movement tracker and the optimizer while doing your fighter research. Play Stupid Game said, for $10 an MF in month, y'all sleeping big time on We Want Picks. These dudes know their shit. Not only great advice and picks, but also a great show. Keep it rolling, boys. Well up over a thousand. Hayden said, "I'm up 11 units after tonight." Holy f and s. I mean, and there's just tons of these. The point for all of this is, we've been killing it. 
Premium membership is only $10 a month. And the reason it's only $10 a month is because we want as many premium members as possible. We have well over 2,500. We want to cruise to 3,000, then cruise to 4,000. We want to have the most successful platform on this planet. And we're going to get there $10 at a time. We want picks.com. Click become a member. You're going to unlock all sorts of things like the ownership projections. We have the best. This is an objective statement. This isn't subjective at all. We have the best DraftKings ownership projections in the game. That's an actual fact. You can see all the comparisons and then us on the far right leading that space. Same exact thing for the FanDuel ownership. We have the best FanDuel ownership projections in the game. And this is not an accident. I pay a human being to calculate all these ridiculous formulas and math to come up with this number. And we have the best number in the game. You're going to see Roto Grinders charging. Oh, Mike. I'll get there. Awesomeo charges a fortune. All of these people charge a fortune for this. We charge, this is included with everything we do. We also are gonna provide tools like the DraftKings Optimizer. This will build lineups for you. We're gonna provide the line movement tracker. This gives you the opening odds, the current odds, the win probability, and the line movement for every single fight. This week, the UFC Singapore card, one fighter flipped from an underdog to a favorite, and then seven well, fighters well, have had 20% movement or more. You're going to get detailed data, metrics, and analytics. You're going to get the bets, the picks, the insight. You're going to get everything you could ever imagine. We want picks.com. Just click become a member. If this week wasn't enough, I don't know what is. You know how many comments we get? Oh, man. I didn't sign up. I will now. Uh, you know, it's... I don't you know, know what you're for. Every week. $10. Every week. I'm sure, there's so, I'm sure there's somebody right now watching this, listening to this, that's like, ah, maybe next week. You know, maybe next week. <laughs> you're probably going to fuck up. And, and by the way... The, the main part of the whole, I mean, the whole reason we even put together this channel, the premium membership, everything was because we were sitting around, you know, outside one night, me and Angelo, and we were talking about how, I'm, I don't know why, I don't know why you're laughing. I could, no, I, I was sitting, I, and we were talking about, you know, my love life or as it's very well known lack thereof. And we were trying to figure out how can we get me in the bed of these Brazilians that I want to be with. And, and Angelo came up with this master plan of let's just start doing picks. Let's just do, start doing breakdowns. We'll get together some premium stuff. And that $10 will go to you going to Brazil. And I want to thank you, Angelo, for putting that together. And uh, we're starting to get we're, – we're getting closer. We're getting closer to becoming a premium member. Only $10. Jacob's almost to Brazil. And we'll also send you 50 bucks. It's not just take, take, take. It's give, give, give as well. We want picks.com slash bets. You sign up with any one of our betting partners using our links. You make a deposit, and I send you 50 bucks as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing. I'm going to get paid when you use my link, and then I'm going to pay you some of that money. It's just literally that simple. We pay thousands of dollars out a week, hundreds of people a month. WeWantPicks.com. Click Become a Member. No, what the hell am I saying? WeWantPicks.com slash bets. Use the link. Sign up. Make a deposit. I will send you 50 bucks. 50 real dollars. Not like a deposit, no, actual money from my bank account, Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo. You got to use the link. And finally, the last thing I'm going to mention, we've got a P.O. Box. Oh, send me the Brazilians. We have had, that's not how P.O. Boxes work. <laughs> we've had a bunch of people over the last couple of months, hey, what's the address? I want to send you something, right? I do pictures. I want to send you a picture. I make shirts. I want to send you a shirt. So we got a P.O. Box because I'm just not comfortable giving out my home address. So we have a P.O. Box. This is the P.O. Box if you want to send us something. I send it to a few different people in Discord. There's some guy that like murders turtles and then does something with the shell. Anyway, I now sent. say that again? Yep. One of you our members? It. 
Uh, he's in the Discord. I think he's a member. I forget. Murder um, turtles. Did he bring that up when you were catching those turtles? He's like, you should have sent me those turtles, bro. He's brought it up in the past. <laughs> he's brought it up in the past. Do anyway, favor. here's the That's PO you. Box. Um, don't ever message me, please. <laughs> There's a, in the description of this video, you'll see this address as well. Uh, don't send anthrax or anything weird like that. We have a couple of super chats. We got a monster super chat. 50 schmuckagones from Doug Say that Burdick. Again. Doug said three straight weeks of 1,200 plus profit. Not joining premium is a negative EV decision. Love the safety parlay and the lock of the week. Keep up the great work, boys. Doug, thank you very much. Not only did you, were you generous with your super chat, you used your super chat to tell everybody else that they should become a premium member. Thank you very much, Doug. Your support two, is not two lost points real on quick. Us. It's funny that you didn't stutter. The first time you've ever not stuttered on a donation is a $50 donation. So apparently the $50 donation <laughs> is, is a target for him not to stutter through that. And then Perry says, thank you, Turtle Crush on 983. <laughs> <Which is pretty laughs> I didn't get there yet. Um, Michael Ovspinian says, both of your picks suck, JK. I love you. Yeah, well, I went 11 and 1, so your picks suck. Thank you appreciate for the that. 10 spot. The donations, appreciate that. Sorry I wasn't Very live much. this weekend, but, um, you know, I'm just sorry I wasn't live. I'm on a hunger strike <laughs> right now, by the way. I told Why you that. Why are you not I eating? Why? I am on a, if I'm a little bit low energy, I am uh, 20, 27 hours out for my last meal, and I have decided um, that I am no longer going to eat. I am on a hunger strike until we get a Ryan Hall fight announcement. <laughs> okay. So well. You saw him over the, did you see that clip of him with the uh, reaction to the knockout? I've seen zero clips of Ryan Hall, and I'm well, totally you should fine. Because they pan, they panned the crowd, and like first it was like Alex Pajeda just sitting there like not reacting. Uh, Michael Chandler was like, "Oh shit!" And then it was Corey and Ryan Hall sitting next to each other, and Corey's face was like, "Oh shit!" And Ryan Hall was like staring at the camera, like it was just typical Ryan. And I miss that guy, so I'm not eating until we get a fight announcement. Cool. You ready to break this down, or any other weird things you're doing? Um, I will say that I am fucking starving and my friend <laughs> logan sent me a picture earlier of some chicken chimichangas that look absolutely fantastic do they yeah i mean i saw this picture and i was like all right maybe i'll order three pizzas or something why are Ch you not chicken eating enchiladas sorry do what? i was gonna say those aren't chimichangas whatever why are you not eating i just told you okay right. not, it's cool. not a fucking joke Let's go ahead and break down this card. Opening up the UFC Singapore fight card, we have Sengwu Choi taking on Jarno Ehrens. Sengwu Choi is 10 and 6 overall, 2 and 3 in his last 5. He is riding a 3 fight stoppage streak. He's taking on Jarno Ehrens. Jarno Ehrens is 13 and 4 overall, 2 2 and 1 in his last 5. He is looking for his first UFC win. Sengu Choi is a clean striker. He fights tall. He throws with solid power. He does a nice job utilizing leg kicks, and he uses them like a jab sometimes. He's technical. He sets up his takedowns well if he's going to use takedowns, and he mostly uses them to clinch rounds. But despite being like well-rounded, if you will, he is riding a three-fight losing streak, the most recent of which was a TKO loss to Mike Trezano, where he was it, there was a double knockout in the, or knockdown in that fight. They blast Ooh. each other. They both went down which was actually really fun to watch. There's been only one double knockout in the history of UFC, and that was incredible. Anyway, Jarno Ehrens, 
This guy's a decent prospect. He's got solid striking, solid takedowns when he needs them. He's primarily a striker. He likes to come forward. He wants to dictate that pace. He does a very nice job working the body and then the head, as well as mixing mm. in kicks. He throws everything with power, and that does make him dangerous, but it also does set him up to be taken down. I did just right off the rip want to pick an underdog, but this isn't going to be that spot because you're going to see initially, oh, Sangu Choi, three-fight losing streak, all stoppages. But if you move past just that three fights and what Tapology does with the colors on the screen, you're going to see that not only is he only 30 years old, he's a quality fighter and the losses are decent too. He lost to Mosvar Evloev in his UFC debut. Since then, his losses are Gavin Tucker in 2019, <laughs> Bruce Leroy, Josh Koulibau, Mike Trezano. These are actually decent losses. None of them are world champions. None of them are top five ranked, but they're all solid fighters. Jarno's well-rounded. Choi's the pick. I think Choi wins, but I'm not. I'm not betting on that. What do you think, Shaky Boy? Uh, yeah, I th I think I am going to go the other way in this matchup, wow. and, it, and it comes down to um, say that again. Now, I said, "Wow." Uh, considering the week that I had last week, I think you should probably refer to me as Papa. Because you picked one fight, correct? Oh, Get oh, over oh, yourself, dude. Oh. I picked the round and the shot. Step off Of right one here. fight, dude. Of one fight. By the Settle way, Lock down. of the Week video is live right now. Check out the Lock of the Week video because it's uh, it's might be better than last week's, honestly. Uh, this this fight comes down to the chin of Choi. And at this point, I don't think I can trust it. I mean, he, he is a tough guy. And typically, when he gets knocked down, he, he does bounce back up, right? And he comes through. And as you mentioned, he's fought tough guys. And he probably is the better overall fighter in this matchup. But when he sees red, and when he gets clipped, and he he, he literally, like you saw that with Chris Weidman. We were watching that fight. Remember when Chris Weidman basically just bit down and was like, Lah! and just like went nuts, like trying to charge at him? Choi does that every time he gets clipped. And against a guy like Jarno Ahrens, that does worry me. Now, Jarno is not like this overly powerful guy. He's not a guy that's just going to come through one-punch power and knock you out. But he does. He is an accurate striker. And when somebody is already losing their chin, you don't need a lot of power. You just need to find the right spot at the right time. So I think there's going to be a moment here where Choi is going to get clipped again. And, and is his chin going to hold up? At this point, I can't trust it. He took a lot of damage last time he was knocked out cold. And Jarno Aarons as well is as well. Jarno Aarons is also very well versed on the ground. So if Choi does get hurt, maybe he's coming off that knockout. He wants to wrestle now to kind of slow the fight down. Jarno is a very dangerous guy on the ground, on the ground. In his guard, even if he gets on top, you saw that. He was getting kind of beat up by William Gomez in the third round. Almost gets the last second submission to win that fight. He's not a quitter. He's, he's a, he is a tough out. If anything. I think he can definitely steal a round. little hint at the premium membership bet there. If you want to check it out, wewonpicks.com. It's only $10 a month. I do have a couple bets for this fight, both of them kind of being on the Aaron side. So I understand. Choi's probably the better overall fighter, but uh, I'm going Aaron's here. I think he can sneak this one out. Yeah, I mean, my, my issue with it, like I said, I'm not betting on this fight. Just like uh, last week, I got the main event wrong. It's the only fight I got wrong, but I didn't bet on it because I wasn't confident enough, right? It was like, I think... Uh, Aljamain's going to win, but I absolutely see the other side. And this is the same thing. I, I think Sang Choi is going to win. I think he's the better fighter, but I get it. This dude is getting finished. Three times in a row he's been finished. His, he has takedowns. He'll need takedowns in this fight, but he doesn't use them as often as he'd like. He uses them towards the end of rounds, and you know things could absolutely happen. So I am on the Choi side. Jakey Boy is on the Jarno Aaron side, and I am not 
I repeat, not spending $8,800 in DraftKings. Are you, Jakey Boombalutes? Uh, I can't really focus right now. We have a $100 super chat from Riff Raff. Riff Raff says, $10 a month is nothing for the info and the tools you get. I made a killing this past weekend on Angelo's Picks and Jacob's Lock of the Week. Thanks. We Damn, want picks. He said picks, not even. I mean, those are. You must yeah, there's no. Them. He's selling your picks, huh? That's nice. I like that. Do you know who Riff Raff is? Tip toeing in my Jordans. I saw the movie. Tip in my Jordans. Tip toeing in my Jordans. Do you know who Riff Raff is? Remember Riff Raff yeah. from uh, G's to Gents? Is. Do you listen to his what, music? I just know who he is from that movie with uh, Selena Gomez. You remember Thank G's you very to much, Gents though, right? Riff Raff. No, I've never heard of that in my life. You didn't watch G's to Gents? I've never heard of that in my it was, entire it life. It was the MTV show in the early 2000s with P. Diddy and what was his butler's name? Farnsworth or something? Yeah, and yeah. Farnsworth brought all of these, like, just these hood people in to like teach them how to be like these proper gentlemen and stuff. And Riff Raff was, that's how he like got his start. Riff Raff was in there and he was like the most popular one. That dude's a wild dude. I know he's wild, but, uh, and I watched that movie. Spring Breakers is the movie, which is wild. Anyway, that's a funny guy. I like him. Thank you, Riff Raff. We appreciate you. I said, I'm not doing the $8,800 on Sanguine DraftKings. I imagine you're not as well. But if you want a full DraftKings breakdown of every single fighter on this, not every single fighter, but they rank every single fighter by salary and then break down which fighters you should have in which lineups depending on your contest type, become a premium member. $10 a month. We on picks.com. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have Na Liang taking nah. on JJ Aldridge. Na Liang is 19 and 6 overall, 3 and 2 in her last five. She's coming off two stoppage losses. In a row, she's taking on J.J. Aldrich. 11-6 and six overall, 3-2 and two in her last five. Coming off that incredibly, insanely, very frustratingly disappointing loss to Ariana Lipsky. You're going to see Na Liang. Wow, 19-6. and six. Whoa, 17 stoppages. And you're going to be like, she must be a killer. Mm-hmm. It's a padded record. The, the record is hollow. What? It is a padded record. Any of the real names on that record are losses. Style-wise, she is a relentless grappler. She's got takedowns. No real game plan outside of that. She is a threat that she, you know, she could dominate with the wrestling, but she's not really going to look for a submission or a TKO on the ground for the most part. She's coming off that loss. Would you shut the fuck? She's coming off that loss to Silvana <laughs> Gomez Juarez, where she did throw wild. She was chasing takedowns, and eventually she was just slopped on a very stopped on a very sloppy takedown attempt. She's taking on JJ Aldrich. J.J. Aldrich is just a, a grinder. She's going to come forward. Decent striking, good takedowns, good pressure if she gets on top. And, you know, she fights within that skill set. She doesn't really take any risks. She doesn't start bombing away. She's just going to come forward, try to keep it technical, try to get you against Cage, try to take you down. Um, she does have a negative striking differential, so she is hit more than she hits her opponent. But she does try to use volume to try to squeak out some wins. She's not dangerous at all. L- literally nowhere is she dangerous. She's coming off... Uh, that ridiculously, ridiculously disappointing loss to J.J. Aldrich or to um, Ariana Lipsky. I mean, that was, she was a minus 440 favorite in that fight. Almost as big of a favorite as she is now. Mm-hmm. And she looked like shit. It was awful. It was frustrating. Can't possibly bet on her. She's a massive favorite here. She should win this fight. She's literally better than Na Liang everywhere except just 
danger, I guess. And uh, not touching it. I hope Na Liang wins. I might even bet on Na Liang. But no shot am I going to give J.J. Aldridge any more of my money. Jakey Boy, what do you think? Uh, yeah, this is kind of a two-parter here because I just want to do give some. I always try to be full, fully transparent when I'm breaking down these fights. Number one, uh, J.J. was, I mean, I think we, I don't know if you want to admit that, but she was smoking Aaron. I mean, when you guys are watching, are getting ready to watch Aaron fight later on in this card, remember that this girl, J.J. Aldrich, was fucking smoking Aaron in that first round. Aaron looked completely clueless. She was getting taken down, couldn't land the strikes. It was a Hail Mary guillotine. We'll get to that later, but remember that. Right. And also remember that Liang Na was a former lock of the week. I mean, she has a special place. They all have a special place in my heart. Whether they win, whether they lose. But that was during a dark, dark time for lock of the week. That was during like a four. <laughs> I think it was a four fight losing streak. And I had lost like seven of eight or something. But it sparked my 10 winning streak. But she did get sparked in the first round. But your breakdown of her being like, when she's on the ground, she doesn't look for this and that is absolutely absurd. That is the most asinine breakdown okay. I've ever heard. There is nobody more. There is no nobody more. I'm not even talking about this. I'm just talking about how you break down the fight. Is this internet a mess for everybody or just me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yep, Jacob's internet is fucked. I'm gonna kick him, see if he comes back. While we're waiting for this idiot, while we're waiting for him to come back, a uh, couple of comments here. I think it was WW. Angelo, you're just wrong. Na Luang dominates here. So, you know what I've done for you, pal? I have gone to bed openly while Jacob's. Computer was freezing, and I placed a bet. I just said I was not going to bet on J.J. Aldrich, but I did just place a bet on J.J. Aldrich. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the chat because this is the easiest way to solve these problems. So there is now a bet in the chat. It was on, it's on J.J. Aldrich if you agree. And if you think that Na Liang dominates this fight, then you're going to get some incredible value here. 21 bucks is going to win you $100. And the best part about Bet Openly is this is my money. I just spent my money on this bet. If you grab the other side of this bet, you take my actual money. You good? You kick me out? What happened there? Your, your internet completely froze. I kicked you out to fix it. Oh, I bet. Okay, go ahead. I was just, ex I don't know where I left off. So. You were saying that I was wrong. I said Na Liang doesn't do anything on the ground. And you're like, oh, she's a beast. She's a savage. She's going to win this fight. So then I put a bet openly bet in the chat for you to take. You and WW because you're both idiots. Well, I didn't say she's going to win this fight. Your oh. breakdown of her not being an aggressive. You said that she's not aggressive on the ground, which is like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's all she is, is aggressive aggressive on the ground. And JJ should be wise enough to it. But I'm telling you, if you, if you want to play this fight, the value is in Liang Na, and it's in the first round fight submissions, like plus 1,800, little sprinkles there. I'd stay away from JJ completely. She's going to be on my pick. She should win, but she's not dangerous. And this girl, Liang Na, does not fuck around. She kind of come out like a bat out of hell, but J.J. Aldrich, despite her low fight IQ and uh, how frustrating she was in her last fight, is actually decent everywhere and tough. She's not a quitter. 
She's tough. She's not going to um, adjust, right? She's going to go into that third round, down two rounds, and not make any adjustments, which is what was so frustrating in her last fight. But she's also not going to quit on herself. She's not going to give up or anything like that. So we're both on the Aldridge side. I said I wasn't going to bet her, but I just threw $100 on her and threw it in the live chat because, I mean, this is how we find out who's a man and who isn't a man. I'm looking at the bet, WW. Wow, you, you're such a man. Put $100 on a 575 favorite. Oh, wow. Guys, hey, what, a, what, a, what the balls on this guy. I don't even know how you live your daily life. Walk through the grocery store with balls that big. Wow, Here's Angel the reality. Hall. Holy shit. This is what triggered the bet. Na Luang dominates here. Okay. Oh, great. Then take my my money. My actual money. I threw 100 bucks. Take my money. I smoked somebody on. Somebody took my Sean O'Malley bet. Because uh, I put $100 on a uh, a 240 dog, Angelo. And somebody took that. And I, uh, I think I bankrupt them. Oh, I did it to that dude in Discord. I still got to buy a sandwich with his money and send him a picture. Run in his mouth. JP Bays. JP Bays. JP Bays. I threw up a bet. I took his money, and it was it was uh, spectacular. $6,800 in draft. Uh, listen, I'm never going to spend the $9,400 on JJ. Not in drafting, because she's not dangerous. And it is very possible that Na Liang somehow makes her way to a decision here and loses a decision with, you know, very little points being scored on the JJ side. Are you going to throw Na in your DraftKings lineup just for the hell of it at 6,800 points? Uh, no, there's probably better, safer underdogs for that type of play but what's that background by the way i just noticed that it's really kind oh, of beautiful it is thank you so much that is in singapore it's like some big art display thing they got going on there it looks like that one kind of in uh in vegas did you go through the, like the flower thing in vegas i can't remember what casino that is it smells so good in that room i think you did because i think i saw pictures of you in there it's like all like I the, did. all the flower the, that was in the um Something called Bellagio. It. Cosmos, is it Bellagio? No, it's a Bellagio. Yeah, yeah. It was like and it smells so yeah. good. Oh, my God. I remember walking in there like late at night after we were walking the strip and being like, oh, it smells so good. I <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just loving it. Yeah. Well, that's the background. I've been trying to spice up. Anytime they're not at the uh, apex, I can spice up the backgrounds here. So, anyway. Become a premium member. It's only $10 a month. You'll get all the insight, all the picks, all the bets, all the tools, the information, anything you could ever want. And if you disagree with a pick, you disagree with a bet, and you want to be the genius in the comment section, let me know what the bet is. I'll throw it up on bet. You throw it up on bet openly, and I'll grab the other side or vice versa. Easiest way to solve these problems. Very easy way to shut trolls up. Oh, yeah, that's what you think? Here's my money. Go ahead and take it. Is that how I sound? Uh, it's not, Next not up. how you sound. Next up, at UFC Singapore, we got Billy Goff taking on Yusaku Kinoshita. Billy Goff, 8-2 overall, 5-0 and in his last five. He is officially making his UFC debut. He's taking on Yusaku Kinoshita, 6-2 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off that stoppage loss to Adam Fugit. This is an interesting fight. You'll see this is the one and only fight on this card where the line flipped. Billy Goff opened at a minus 155 favorite. And then all the money came in on Kinoshita and that line completely flipped. And now Kinoshita is the uh, medium-sized favorite here. And I kind of get it, right? He's the UFC veteran. He's a slick, powerful striker. He's got incredible defense with his counter-striking. He moves his head out of the way just a tiny bit. And then he will fire back. If you look at his contender series win, you'll just see how powerful he is. And while his striking is slick, his takedown defense is not. He gets taken down very, very, very easily. 
like almost that. Will, he does have a very good get-up game. The guy, you pop right back up and you got to take him down all over again. He's coming off that loss to Adam Fugit where he was TKO'd in the first round after being taken down four times. But again, to get taken down four times in the same round and it didn't leave the round means he got up three. So this guy pops right back up. He's taking on Billy Goff. Billy Goff is a well-rounded guy. He's got clean boxing, a solid clinch, decent wrestling, good grappling that he uses if he gets into trouble. He can catch a kick. He'll take you down. He strikes first, so he's not a wrestler. While his takedowns are very good, he's not really a wrestler. He's going to come out. He's going to strike with you. Then he'll transition to the wrestling. I do wish he would wrestle a little more because he gets hit. But this guy will push a pace. Contender Series, perfect example. He was dropped. And that's going to raise a lot of questions. But I like Billy Goff here. I have a bet on him. Uh, I got him at plus 140. And I threw that bet up there for premium members. It's already down to plus 125. I don't know why the plus money came in. It's plus 105 now? Yeah. There you go. Well, that's why it's so important to be a premium member. That bet has been up since Saturday. And uh, you're going to get a lot. He might flip back to the favorite. And then you lost all the... Uh, underdog money so make sure you're a premium member you have your alerts turned on and all those things but the reality is we just watched Kinoshita get taken down over and over and then finished we just saw that happen Billy Goff can do that exact same thing and Billy Goff has he doesn't have a great chin and that is worrisome but he does have much better top control than Adam Fugit. So while Kinoshita's got a good get-up game, I don't think it's going to matter much. I think Billy Goff's going to get the takedowns, hang out on top, potentially finish from there. So I have a full unit on him at plus 140. What do you think, Jacob Heimer Schmidt? Uh, yeah, don't ever fucking call me that again. Uh, Ooh, have you ever seen the Campbell guy? Yeah. Anytime I <laughs> anytime I see the name Billy, remember when he, the guy's in jail? He's like... Oh, Billy. Yeah, Oh, Billy. Trying to act like he's his lover. So he's like, stop, stop. Um, and he's also got that Ryan Hall chest here. I do. I think that's what, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it and yeah. I'm thinking about my picks this week, I think there was something that really attracted me to Billy Golf. And I think it is that Ryan Hall chest here. But I mean, you broke it down perfect. I mean, Billy Golf goes through adversity. You've seen him time and time again get absolutely. I mean, it's like those. It's like he basically looks like Colby Covington when he gets dropped, where it's like he folds and then boom, he's right back <laughs> up, ready to go, and he wins those fights. That's what's crazy. It's not like he gets dropped and he kind of survives. He does okay. He comes back. What was that? Go ahead. I dropped my chapstick. It's all right. He comes back and he and he and he and he, do, and, he do, and he dominates those fights. He finishes those fights. And what I love about him too is that he came in, became the welterweight champ of the was it CES? Is that what it's called? CES. Yeah, you've been to a CES show. That's yeah, right. Damn right, I have. I was best friends with the Gotties. I, I don't want to get into how I know the Gotties, but you know they were there. It was it was a lot of fun. Post party, you remember the post party? <laughs> the women. <laughs> Oh my God. And they would not, they're like, Oh my God, you know, John Gotti. I'm like, I know the guy. He's, you know what I mean? And they were all over me. It was wet. It was wild. It was sticky. Um, <laughs> but he became the welterweight champ at CES. And then like two weeks later, the middleweight champ was like, we need a fight. He's like, I'll go fight you. And he became the middleweight champion as well. He was the, he's a, he's a double champion of CES, which isn't really a slouch division. There's some good fighters. in, in that. Solid. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, so it's not like he's one of these regional guys that just beat him. He was a double champ of the CES. He's an absolute dog. Yes, there's probably going to be a moment of adversity in this fight yet again because Keno, I'm just going to call him Keno, because Keno does it hard. And when he hits hard, he hits people, he can't put them out. So yeah, Billy Goff could get knocked out. But if I have to come into this fight and pick the guy that I think can overcome adversity or if this fight gets ugly and it, gets, it turns dirty and, and, and there's dirty boxing and clinching and wrestling, I'm going to take Billy Golf 10 out of 10 times. You saw Keno in that last fight versus Adam Fugit kind of get ragdolled, kind of get pushed around. I'm not going to see that in Billy Golf. You saw that in that 185 fight, but that guy was huge. And then he ended up being on top of that guy. I like Billy Golf's attitude. I like his tenacity. I like his absolute grit. And, 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 and desire in this fight. I'm not saying that Kino doesn't have that as well, but I just like him because he's a dog, man. I actually like these odds for him. I don't think he should be a minus 150 favorite because of the issues that he has in the stand-up, let's say, but dog money, I, I, I'll take that all day, all day. He's Northeast tough, and listen, I'm from the Northeast. Oh. I'm very biased, but there's a, there's a very good... Uh, MMA community in the Northeast. There's a bunch of good-sized gyms in William Connecticut. Knight. There's a bunch of good-sized gyms in Connecticut. Connecticut has produced for, produced for a small-ass state a bunch of UFC fighters, including two, a champion in Glover, and then Alex Pajeda is there as well. That UFC, Connecticut didn't make him, but... William Knight. Um, Parker Porter is out of Connecticut. I mean, William Knight's out of Connecticut. I mean, that guy's a legitimate UFC fighter. So, you got some wins. Make your jokes. But um, Connecticut has done well... And then Massachusetts has a whole bunch of fighters. That's where Rob Font is. That's where Calvin Qatar is. There's a couple of gritty people in New Hampshire. Like, there's a there's a big MMA. Oh, Henzo Gracie, what a great gym they have. Well, I, I don't include the Northeast. Doesn't include joke. New. When you say I, I'm saying Northeast, I mean New that's England. All, well, New England doesn't include New York and and New Jersey. But anyway, my point is, even though those Connecticut guys, those Massachusetts guys will go to New York and Jersey for some of those smaller shows. So the, my point being an eight and two record from a guy in a region of the country that has a really like, you know, robust feeder system is a solid eight and two. Much better than uh, your boy from. Uh, Whoa, I don't want anybody who, catching strays. Who is that dude you constantly kept? He broke the uh, the lock of the week 10 fight streak to Indiana's own. Who's that idiot? He you, Jacob went on a 10 fight underdog lock of the week streak, streak picked Indiana's own, Indiana tough, Indiana. The dude went out like done. He got lit. Yeah, early up. stoppage. Who was it? What was his name stoppage. again? You know what's what weird about this? His name's Cameron Van Camp. You know what's weird about this? Cameron is, Van Camp. That's is um the is Deanna Belbita randomly tagged him on Twitter because somebody was talking about oh I think Aljo last week was talking about playing chess um and Deanna Belbita tweeted Cameron Van Camp in that tweet and was like we should play chess or you should play chess. I was like wait a second Cameron Van Camp had two UFC fights lost them both and now he's talking to fucking Deanna Belbita I mean what the fuck's going on here <laughs> he is good looking I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll get, get knocked out twice in the UFC if I can talk to Deanna I'm happy to do it $7,800 in DraftKings I will probably do that I think he can get the takedowns I think he can get the stoppage to Jacob's point he, he might get put out and put up no real numbers but uh, you know I'll shoot my shot here at the 78 Hundred dollars in DraftKings. Are you going to do the same? Uh, somebody's really kind of making fun of Connecticut in the chat. Um, I could give a shit about that person. I think Billy's going to be. I, I kind of like him here. I think he's going to be in my lineup. 
I hear you. Well, we want picks.com. Click become a member. You'll see all the bets the instant we place them. Like when I place this Billy Goff bet at plus 140. Obviously, if it misses, who gives a shit about the value? But point being, I got it with some value. $10 super chat from Michael Ovispain. Jacob, your teeth look funny, bro. Just like your picks. I don't know what this I guy's mean, was, issue is. That, that was a great $10, honestly. Thank yeah, you so well, much. he's he's been that's $20 now making fun of uh making fun of us. So I'll take it all day, baby. Yeah, I'll we take appreciate it all day. that. But you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Next up at UFC Singapore, we have Kanan Song taking on Rolando Bedoya. Kanan Song, 19 and 7 overall, 2 and 3 in his last five. He's coming off that loss to Ian Gary. He's taking on Rolando Bedoya. This kid's 14 and 2 overall. He's 4 and 1 in his last five. He is coming off that close loss to Chaos Williams in his UFC debut and Kanan Song is insanely powerful he's got terrible wrestling but very very heavy hands he has one punch power there's not the cleanest technique though he can beat you can beat him with pressure and control but if you give him any space he's gonna throw big he's gonna touch you up his takedown defense is not very good but he stays composed he works back to his feet and then that's where he's most comfortable I mentioned that loss to Ian Gary but if you remember he bleed Ian Gary was 98% out cold. He dropped Ian. He could have finished that fight. He could have beaten Ian Gary, taken all the hype away, done all the things, except he decided to grapple. He had that dude down and out, and if he pounced and threw a bunch more punches, that referee absolutely was going to stop that fight. But instead, he decided to grapple. It gave Ian his, his wits about him again, and then he was able to go back to the corner, sit on the stool, and reset. Point being, Kanan Song has that one-punch power, but very low fight IQ. He's taking on Rolanda Bedoya. This kid's an in-and-out striker. He's got lots of movement, lots of variety with his strikes. He's going to work in kicks and combinations. He does seem to lack that same one-punch raw knockout power that Kanan Song has, but he'll hit the volume. He'll keep coming forward, and he never throws just one strike at a time. And that's how he stays ahead in a lot of these scorecards. I mentioned uh, he's coming up that loss to Chaos Williams. He showcased his chin, and he was able to connect with a couple of his own unorthodox strikes. He had a solid jab. He was constantly working forward, and he lit up Chaos's legs. I like Rolando Bedoya here. I have a, I have a parlay with him. I'll tell you the other side when I get to the other side. And I, he's one of my more confident picks on the card, but this is such a weird card. It's like 292 where it seems very straightforward, but the betting spots are tricky. I saw a lot of people lose money at UFC 292, which was predominantly a favorite heavy card. People lost money chasing underdogs, and then other people lost money getting way too specific. Fights went to decision that they didn't think would, or, you know, and going crazy like that. This feels like one of those cards. I do trust most of the favorites to get it done. I do like Rolando Bedoya to get it done here. A lot of people talking inside the distance, under two and a half. I went straight, just money line parlay, but I am confident that he will get it done, but I'm not going to go crazy, right? I'm not going to... He's not going to be in a 10-leg parlay. Like, I'm not going to go wild because at the end of the day, he doesn't have a win yet in the UFC. Tough UFC debut, but he's still winless. But I'll give you the other half of this parlay when I get there. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Yeah, I don't really disagree with anything you said uh, this time. So, job well done there. It's 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 nice to get a good breakdown from me from, you know, one time. Uh, Rolando is, I mean, he is the definition of 
shoot the box. I mean, he, he trains how to shoot the box, and he is that guy that just stands tall, a very, very good, precise striker. But as those shoot the box people do, they all get hit. And this kid gets hit. I mean, he, he shrugs it off, and they talked about it in that chaos fight that he rolls with stuff pretty well, so it's hard to hit him solid. But, I mean... You got to imagine at some point he's going to run into somebody with that raw power that's going to put his lights out. And it's kind of surprising that it wasn't Chaos because Chaos is kind of that guy. But Chaos was kind of more looping and stuff, so it was kind of just glancing shots. Kanon Song, I don't think he's that guy either because in his striking, his power shot is that really that left hook, which put Ian out. And the way that Rolando is able to roll with shots, I just don't see that being able to land as flush as it did with Ian. Ian definitely made a mistake, hung in the pocket, just kind of stood there. With Rolando, you know, he's constantly moving. He's constantly moving around. He's throwing counter strikes back. So I think he should be able to kind of dominate this matchup. I mean, this should be a striking matchup for the most part. And Rolando should be able to dominate. He is the, the better striker in this matchup. I'm going to be worried a little bit because he does get hit. But, I mean, he's a minus 300 favorite for a reason. Um, we'll see. This is a good matchup to see if he's kind of a, the real deal or not. Because if this is a close fight, I don't think this should be a close fight. He should be able to kind of pick yeah. Song apart. Again, I, I agree with you. I don't think that's going to be an inside-the-distance play. I got a little bit more specific than just the money line. But it's one of those lines that we that I like playing. We hit him twice. with We hit Natalia last week. Got even better value. Ian Gary the same way. It's kind of like the money line, but it plays a little bit different. Uh, premium members know what that is. And... Uh, I'm riding with my boy Rolando, man. Bedoya. Yeah, and I'll probably spend the $9,200 in DraftKings. I'll have to look at how he scored against Chaos Williams and then extrapolate from there. But um, And he may not be worth it at all, so I should probably look at that a little closer before I say that. But Because uh, he does have insane volume. Like, if we come back here, 9.93 significant strikes landed per minute. Yeah, he gets touched, 8.67. But he's landing almost 10 significant strikes per minute. That fight went. That wasn't a fight that, you know, sometimes you'll get wild numbers like this in a fight that ends in like two minutes because they extrapolate the numbers out. No, this fight was not a two-minute long fight. So he is just throwing that insane volume, and that does score well. That scores especially well you know, it's, in FanDuel. And I was going to say, wow. you know what's crazy about this is chaos in that fight through 283 shots, landed 45% of them, which is 130 Rolando only threw 209 significant strikes, but landed 149. He landed 71% of his significant strikes. That's a high fucking number. And Blunt Magic is saying he scored 65 points in a loss, which is, without wrestling, is insane. So, you know, he may end up being worth this 92. Yeah, add 30 points to that. He threw 80 less strikes and landed 20 more fewer. than Chaos. It's, f it's fewer. Let me give you a little bit of a, the correct education here. It's fewer, not less. No, it was quantity. Less. Quantity is fewer. Volume is less. No, it literally is the volume of his strikes. It was less. No, that's fewer because that's quantity of strikes. No, it was the volume. volume. I was, I was talking. I'm sorry that you misunderstood this, this because you're not volume. on that high. I'm, I'm sorry that you misunderstood because this you're not that volume. high level. But I was talking about the volume of strikes. I didn't care about the number. There is number. less water. I say the volume of his strikes was less. Okay. You're not going to pretend that your Midwest education is correct here. The volume of water in this is less than this. The number of strikes that he threw no, was the, his, fewer. The volume than of his, his strikes threw. was less, is what I was saying. Okay. I think everyone you in the chat you. will agree with me. If you, just, yeah, because this is the most enlightened group of people. Wow, you hear, you hear how he talks about you guys? Who was right in this instance? Let's just put it to a vote real quick. Go ahead in the chat. Okay, put up a put up a, a poll. 
We are gonna pull up. Just tell him to like the stream. You haven't liked the stream now. I don't know what the fuck yeah. you're doing. Yeah, let's see those hands, boys. Anyway, we're both on the same side here. Uh, I will probably, I don't know. We'll take a look if I throw him in DraftKings or not. We want picks.com. Click become a member. It's only $10 a month, and maybe we'll throw up some of those um, little educational tidbits. Get you going. Get you going. You know what's funny? I keep drinking this water, and I, I don't know if you notice I have to do it with a weird angle. This is so, so I went to the gym. Oh my God, you're like yesterday. I went to the gym yesterday. My wife forced me to. I really didn't want to go. And I went way too hard on the reverse. What's it called? I shouldn't do that motion. I can't remember. What's it called? The reverse. That's like one of the worst machines where you're there pushing too. down instead of curling that'll, up. That'll really, that machine, if you go heavy on that, will really fuck up your elbow, especially if you haven't done it in a long time. That's, that's, a, weird, that's I mean, a weird machine. This, I, especially I, like, just a tricep extension, but it's. It's it's better to have it with free weights than like a because it, it forces your elbow in a certain angle. I don't really like that machine. Well, I I went hard on it, and now like it's so sore. Like it's sort of the touch, and even last night sleeping like I didn't sleep well all because I just went way too hard on that <laughs> all stupid because machine. Because you went to the gym for the first time in your life. <laughs> I uh, your body I'm, hit the hit the fucking panic button. I'm going. To- <laughs> <laughs> evacuate. Ev- shit. Holy shit. Diarrhea throwing up. Evacuate. Evacuate. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm going to uh, that jujitsu school across the street. Cool. Why don't you tell the people they can show up and, and grapple with you? Let me lose a few first and then we'll get that going. Go get your gi real quick. We'll wait. I'm not gonna get up and go get. We'll, do, ah, maybe we'll the, wait. I'll wear, I, I maybe kill, I'll wear. I can kill three. The, I can kill. Maybe two I'll minutes. wear it for the Collins. It's house. not that big a house. I tell you, I've been. It's not that big a house. <laughs> it's just literally right down the hall. <laughs> Relax. Uh, keyword house. How's that apartment though? Yeah, somebody really mm-hmm. trashed me in the comments too. Saying what? Angelo's got a mortgage and bills and a family. Remember we talked about that today? <laughs> oh, but it was a compliment trashing. It was yeah. A back it was in, like, like it was. It was a backhanded compliment. Is what it was like. Like, Jacob's great, but Angelo's more conservative because he's got bills and a family. <laughs> People like, I'm, war- I'm trying. People who love him and rely on him. And <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Someone just sent us a long-ass email. Next up, at UFC Singapore, we have Chidi Injakawani, and he is taking on Makal Olenjechuk. Nope. That's Joanna Olenjechuk. Makal Alekchichuk. I was just, should have just said it wrong to begin with. Chidi Njikawani, 22-9 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He is riding a two-fight losing streak. Taking on Makal. He's 18-6 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off that grapple-heavy loss to Kayo Baralho. This line tightened quite a bit. It'll be interesting to see if it ends up flipping. I totally understand because Chidi Njikwani is a very, very good striker. He's got speed. He's got power. Good distance control. Not really a high-volume guy, but he does stick and move really well. His feet are never in the same place for too long. People have a hard time getting to him because of that. If you are able to get inside the reach and work your way to his legs, you can potentially have some success with takedowns. And he's coming off that loss to Albert Durayev. He's taking on McCall. How do you say his last name? How do you say his last name? I don't. 
<laughs> exactly. This guy's a very good striker. He's insanely fast. He's got a ton of pressure. He does also have power, and we saw that in his last two wins before that Kyle loss over Cody Brundage and Sam Alvey. And while he is dangerous on his feet, he also has some grappling holes. He can fade as the fight goes on. He can be taken down, sort of held down there. But he's coming off that second round submission loss to Kyle where he actually looked good in the first round. This is a really tough pick for me. And I went back and forth. So I'm like, oh, I'm super confident in Chidi. Chidi's definitely going to win. And then I would look at McCall's record and be like, oh, man, like this isn't – these are actually decent losses. This isn't that bad. Like He's not losing to nobodies here. And that's what got me a little nervous. I still think Chidi wins this fight. But I'm not going to put any money on it because I could definitely see McCall winning this fight. He can come forward, stay busy, be the active guy, stay in Cheaty's face. And as long as he avoids that power, can be totally fine. But what I do love about Cheaty is that even though he can be low volume and let others <laughs> dictate the pace, which is two things that are not very good, he's always going to be faster. He's always going to be more powerful. So... If he sticks with that and he lets his hands fly and, you know, touches up McCall, then he can frustrate him, slow him down over time. So, Chidi's going to be the pick, but I'm not going to argue with anybody on the other side of this fight because I can absolutely see it going that way as well. What do you think, Jakey Babalutz? Uh, Yeah, you got to stop with that shit. Uh, I'm going with McCall in this matchup because... <laughs> I was just laughing at me saying you gotta stop with that shit because I looked at your face and you were like oh shit like you were you were a little bit scared I get that I'm just gonna keep doing oh yeah nah, terrible I get that yeah I get that you're a little okay. bit scared uh, I'm going McCall in this match I'm actually kind of like him in this matchup because he seems like the perfect guy as far as a striker to fight Chidi obviously the way that you're gonna beat Chidi most times is you wrestle him right you saw that with Duryev mixed in the wrestling he wasn't all in on the wrestling but he mixed it in enough to where Chidi was kind of hesitant like oh shit I don't want to get taken down again um and he was kind of backing up against the fence and was kind of scared to throw because he did not want to get taken down so that's the way you beat Chidi McCall is not going to beat him that way but he is going to beat him with pressure because Chidi is a long rangy striker but he is not a guy that has power in the pocket he does not have power with his hooks with this something nice and tight when somebody's in his face obviously he's gonna have natural power he's a middleweight he's a big guy but as far as like big knockout power that is gonna be his rangy shots at the end of his punches and McCall does not fight that fight he, he, he marches to the, the middle of the octagon. He pushes you against the fence. He throws volume. And that just, to me, when I'm breaking down film, seems like the perfect recipe for disaster for a guy like Cheaty. Cheaty wants to stay at range. And McCall's a guy that will just kind of wear you down. And he's got sneaky power, too. I mean, he, he also has power in his own right. He's put people away. This is definitely the best striker he's faced since the Dustin Jacoby fight, which is a three-round decision. Um, definitely got more power than Dustin, but... You know, I think McCall just gets in his face, makes his kind of dirty, makes it ugly, and, and wears him down. And you saw Chidi, once he kind of gets worn down, you know, there's just not enough. He, he definitely isn't going to have the power, in, in my mind, in the second and third rounds. And he definitely has shown that he won't throw the volume needed to, to win decisions either. So, you know, I, I'm for whatever reason, I feel kind of good about McCall in this fight. And I'm glad I, I got mean, him at the value I did. I was going to say, that then anybody who agrees with you should just uh, keep an eye on the line movement tracker because the line is tightening, and uh, you could definitely get some solid value later this week. It'll be interesting to see what happens at the weigh-ins, too. This is the type of fight that everybody feels a kind of way, and then they see the weigh-ins, and like, oh, there's a size difference here. Eh, maybe I should be on that side. That guy's side, fucking but, tall. Yeah, yeah. And then the line starts moving again. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, like I said, I think Chidi gets it done because I think it'll be faster. I think it'll be more powerful. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not that confident, not enough to spend money 
Um, DraftKings will be interesting, though, because there could potentially be a finish here. Both of these guys are tough. Neither one is very chinny. But, um, you know, anytime you get two strikers that throw the way that they throw, anything is possible. Uh, I'll probably leave them out of DraftKings. But if you want to see what our DraftKings expert is going to do, then become a premium member. Go to the DraftKings page, and you're going to get a full write-up on who you should have in which types of lineups for which types of contents, contests. We on Piss.com just become a member. This dude tried to be, this is the enlightened community. Angelo has fewer brain cells, correct, because fewer is something you can count, because he has less chromosomes. That's I also agree. a fewer. That's also a fewer. No, I agree. I have fewer chromosomes. No, the and volume all, of your chromosomes. And, and you're supposed first, to be in the chromosome thing, you have one more. Well, fewer. Oh, oh sorry. Not, oh, one additional. One additional. <laughs> one more is fine. Fewer chromosomes would be like you're a Neanderthal. One more is Down syndrome. So, hey, you guys. It's just, you know, it's just the enlightened, hey, the enlightened group guys. that we have. Oh, I was going to say, too. Sorry. Oh, yes. I, oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, somebody said that McCall should be a weight class lower. That dude was fighting at 205. So, I mean, if you think yeah. that he's, you know, small, you should have seen him at 205. That was it. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Great, okay. great hair on uh, Kazama, though. That is fan. That's, that's, that's boy band hair. Love it. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have... Uh, Tashiomi Kazama taking on Garrett Armfield. Tashiomi Kazama is 10-3 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off that knockout loss to Rinya Nakamura six months ago. He's taking on Garrett Armfield. Garrett Armfield is 8-3 overall. 3-2 in his last five. And he's also coming off a loss in a short-notice UFC debut. Tashiomi Kazama... Solid grappler. This kid on the road to the UFC tournament or in that tournament, he had two takedowns per fight. His takedown defense can definitely use some work, but even when he is taken down, he's got slick BJJ. He'll scramble, he'll sweep, he'll submit. He is a grapple first kind of guy, but he can be a little bit chinny on his feet, as we saw in that last fight when Rinya flatlined him. He's taking on Garrett Armfield. Garrett Armfield is a technical striker. He doubles up his jab. He switches his stance really well. He's always working forward, but he stays controlled and doesn't take too many risks. He does a good job kicking the legs before coming up to the top. He's got solid takedown defense, and while he doesn't really look for takedowns offensively, when he does, they're clean and they're powerful and they work well. You're going to see he's coming off that submission loss to David Onama, but that was a short notice step up. And this is an interesting matchup. This is definitely a tough fight. The odds are super wide to me. I don't know why Garrett Armfield is as large of a favorite as he is because I get it because I'm as chinny, but he does have some slick BJJ. And if he gets you down, he can have some real success. Garrett has very solid power in his hands, but he can get pushed around. He can get submitted as well. I'm going to slight lean Garrett here. So low confidence pick in Garrett. Uh, I would be far more confident if Garrett did a better job dictating the fights, right? But in his tape, there's too many fights. There's too much tape of him doing what his opponents want him to do, him fighting to their style. If he just came forward, shot takedowns, do it, do that, came forward, dictated the striking, did that, I would trust him more. But low confidence pick in Garrett. Why'd you laugh? Uh, I'm definitely not going to tell you that. Is it my turn? Yes. I am going to go with Kazama here because that guy is a very aggressive, 
grappler. Even in the striking, he is um, he is in your face, and that's one of the reasons why he got knocked out in that last fight. But I kind of like that in that last fight because that's a very dangerous guy that he was going up against, and that dude showed no fear. I mean, he immediately was trying to go after Rinya in that fight and get in his face, and he paid the ultimate price. And it does worry me because if you watch that, that fight against David Onama with Garrett Armfield, he was landing some shots. And David Onama is a is a, a very dangerous striker. And to stand toe-to-toe with him and really was winning the striking exchanges. I don't want to say that David Onama kind of defaulted to the wrestling, but he definitely was you know, having more success with the wrestling than he was the striking. And that is a pause for concern for Kazama because Garrett, you know, he, he's just got those nice, tight shots. And that's all it really takes. When you're rushing in, when you're moving forward, we saw that with Aljo. When you're moving forward and somebody lands that shot, it's much different than when you're kind of rolling with it. So I am worried here. But Kazama, when I watch him fight, once he gets to you and he gets on you and he gets a hold of you, and he might have to do it for all three rounds, right? Because I don't think it's a situation like everyone said, Aljo, oh, if he gets a hold of him, it's an automatic submission, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I hope it is, but I don't think it's going to be something like that. He's going to have to get to him for all three rounds, but he is Velcro. Gorilla glue, all that stuff. When he gets a hold of you, duct tape, everything. It is hard to get this guy off you, and he can win rounds doing that. So I, I, I see him closing the distance. But this feels like an Aljo situation. He gets hit into the entries. I just don't think Garrett is quite the striker that Sean O'Malley is. Surprise, surprise. Um, so I'm going to go with Kazama here. Um, I get it. Uh, the odds are wild. Kazama being a plus 150 underdog is a bit surprising. I get he was just knocked out. I, I totally get it. But again, we've seen fights where Garrett Armfield is not doing what he's supposed to do. He may shoot a takedown here instead of just trying to stand and bang it. Like, there's times where he'll just do what his opponents want him to do. But I do. I think Garrett Armfield wins this fight, but minus 175 seems a bit steep. Are you going to throw Kazama in your DraftKings lineup at $7,500? If he doesn't get knocked out that's probably gonna be one of the better values in DraftKings I think which is a weird thing to say but I mean he if he gets his hands on on Armfield I think he's gonna score a lot of points because Armfield's a tough dude man I mean even if he gets taken down I mean he'll he'll get back up get dragged down reversal sweeps those are five points now too right so I mean yep yeah absolutely $8,700 for Garrett Armfield really only worth it if you think he absolutely blasts Kazama which is certainly a possibility he's a good technical striker and He's got to, you know, he switches his stance and he makes things happen. So uh, I'm probably going to leave this fight alone in DraftKings or potentially throw Kazama in there if uh, I need a budget-friendly play. We want picks.com. Click become a member. You will unlock everything you could ever need to be successful. Just look at what we did at UFC 292. Did you time that guy out because he said you talk too much? Yep. <laughs> sure uh, did. Sorry, Daniel. I- uh, Fuck that guy, dude. I he agree. always comes here and says dumb shit. It's annoying. It's not dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb shit every time. Wasn't he the idiot that didn't understand opening odds too? Might not have been him, but uh, same vibes. Daniel, you can tell you really got to Angelo because he is fucking slamming shit. It's just my chapstick. It's yeah, a fidget. Fucking, a fidget. Yeah. Fucking Daniel. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have Waldo Cortez Acosta. He's taking on Lucas Bresky. Waldo Cortez Acosta, 9-1 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off his first ever career loss. He's taking on Lucas Bresky, 8-3 overall, 2-2-1 two, two in his last five. He's coming off that decision loss to Carl Williams. 
this is a pretty straightforward fight. One of the fights that I agree with the line. We got Waldo Cortez. This guy's a fun, athletic striker. He's tough as nails. He has very real power. He does get flashy. We've seen him dancing and doing all those things in the middle of the cage. Ooh, hold on. I got the shoulder. I got the Ooh. hips. Anyway, Waldo, that's not his dance. He's a salsa dancer. Waldo. Well, little salsa. I don't have those kind of hips. I got Italian hips. <laughs> you could even do salsa. Do do do. Was that the? Uh, uh, well, Sorry. it sounded. It sounded like it was the theme song to. Uh, um, that Can you put show. the chapstick down? Yeah, my bad. Twilight Zone. Anyway, Waldo Cortez. This guy's athletic. He's fast. He hits hard, and he's insanely tough. He doesn't have the best takedown defense, but he's very, very athletic, and he can stay up for the most part. I keep mentioning how tough he is. We watched this dude's legs get absolutely beat to shit in almost every single fight, and it's, he seems completely unaffected. He just keeps coming. Jared Vandera hit that dude's legs more than anybody has ever hit anybody's legs in a fight, and Waldo Cortez just kept moving like it didn't matter. But he is athletic. He hits hard. Decent striker. All the things. He's taking on Lucas Bretzky. This guy's a well-rounded guy as well. He's got solid power, solid speed, decent takedowns, nice leg kicks. Sort of a concern there. He's also athletic, but not as athletic as Cortez. And Lucas will work in some spinning attacks. The problem with Lucas is if you pressure him, you start throwing at him, he'll turn his head, he'll look away. He doesn't deal well with that forward pressure. I think Waldo wins this fight. I think Waldo's going to be able to control the striking. We know how insanely tough he is. Lucas's leg kicks are a bit worrisome because, I mean, eventually that hitting this guy's legs are going to work. I imagine anybody who's fighting him, their coaches are like, well, he's, his leg kicks are right there. Just take him when you want him. But I think Waldo Cortez wins this fight. He is the other half of that parlay that I mentioned earlier with Rolando Bedoya. But uh, pretty confident in Waldo here. Mostly the athleticism and the forward pressure and offensive striking because I don't think Lucas backs up very well. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Yeah, me and Waldo have had a uh, little bit of a spat on Twitter. I don't know if you remember that one. But he, I basically said the same thing that you, that you said, that this guy just gets blasted in his legs. He just salsa dances, laughs at it, and he doesn't have the sense of urgency to win fights. And then he's kind of just proved me wrong. I mean, he, he's come through and he, he toughs through those situations. And I, I got I to gotta tip my cap because leg kicks are no joke. I mean, Neil Magny and Chris Weidman is how <laughs> Waldo should be reacting to these leg kicks, if not worse. I mean, he is getting absolutely blasted. And it, it literally, it looks like his legs are titanium. It does not affect him at all. So it's, you know, hats off to him for his toughness. And that's all it really comes down to. In this fight, I think he's going to be the better striker, the cleaner striker. He doesn't seem like he gets tired. He doesn't seem like he takes damage at all. So there you go. Well, I mean, the wall is the pig. This is probably, a, 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 I mean, it's probably not the most exciting fight in the world. They're both kind of tough dudes. They can both it's probably just be you know, regular-ass boxing for... For 15 minutes, but you know how I feel about heavyweight fights. I can't stay in them. But Waldo, on paper, <laughs> he should probably dominate this fight. We haven't seen a heavyweight fight. What was the last heavyweight fight we saw? Was it? Oh uh, my god, we just saw one last week or the week before. Sloppy fest. Yeah, Derek Lewis. Sloppy fest. It was a minute. What? Oh, and we saw um, Martin Bidet. Yeah, what an incredible fight that was. That actually was. Yeah, we had just listed two that were finishes. Shut the hell up. Oh, my God. Yeah, sloppy bidet submitting somebody. Anyway, Waldo Cortez, the pick. I do have him in that parlay. I'll have to look at his DraftKings stats before I make a decision there. I don't know if he's going to get a finish here because 
he's powerful, he's busy, he's tough, he's all those things. I don't know if he's a big-time finisher. And Lucas can be tough, even though he, like, literally turns his head away from strikes coming in. You trust Waldo enough in DraftKings at $9,100? He's probably not going to score a lot. Probably not. I will look at the... Uh, his previous scores and go from there because you know he beat Chase Sherman, he beat a, you know he beat Jared Vandera in that fight, and then he's coming off that loss to um, uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima. But th that was really because of the takedowns, and Lucas does not really have. He does have decent takedowns, but he's not the the, the lumbering beast that is Marcos Rogerio. So feels I don't think he's like, able to um, it forward. Kind of feels like Waldo's due for a knockout. To get one, I mean, he is a very good striker. And he's powerful. He just hasn't connected it feels like yet. a tall kind of a tall guy it just feels like it's going to be that moment where he's going to get a knockout i might do personally i don't think i'm going to do it for premium or anything but personally i might like just because i'm going to be watching the fight at fucking six in the morning <laughs> you know we'll probably sprinkle i'm, I'm actually knockout. looking forward to the early start time oh my god i'm awake anyway i mean i usually wake up at 4 a.m and i'm using doing this and so i'm gonna be up i can't wait to sit there with my warm uh, the only coffee. the only real hindrance to my schedule is so you guys know I'm a full week ahead. Starbucks doesn't open until 5. When are you going to get your mocha choca pumpkin latte? Dude, you know I just drink straight up black coffee from the Keurig. Yeah, that's not, not what your cholesterol boy. says. I'm not a fancy boy when it comes to the coffee. Anyway, I, I'm very utilitarian Damn, with coffee. You slam that chapstick on that, too. I have guys. one a day. I have one coffee a day. It's just to push everything out to start the day, and that's it. I don't have one in the afternoon. I don't have one later. That's it. Um, anyway, I like the morning fight because... Like you said, I get to wake up. The kids will probably still, they'll be asleep for a while. And uh, the house isn't chaotic yet. I can just watch the fights and enjoy. I'll watch them in the guest room under the covers, like a, like how you watch fights in my house. The only issue is I have to have everything for UFC Paris 100% done because that card's going to be over before lunchtime and I got to flip the website for oh, UFC yeah. Paris. So if you're a premium member, you're going to get basically an extra event because Saturday midday, this event's going to flip, not Saturday late at night. Like last week, the website flipped at one o'clock in the morning. Not I'm this bored. week. It'll be around lunchtime. Because right now you're bored? Yeah, that was a long. <laughs> why don't you go ahead? Then, so... Why don't you go ahead? Here, why don't you go ahead? You break this one down. Dude, are you sure? Yep. All right. No, I'm not. No, next no, no. up, next up, we've got Junior Taffa, the younger brother of Justin Taffa. Also, I think there's about nine of them at this point. And we've got Angelo's BFF. If you watch Parker before he enters the octagon, he's going to take off an anklet. Angelo, do you want to tell the people what the anklet says? We we got uh, matching anklets. When we first met, like 15, At heavyweight camp, 20 years ago, something like that. Um, that's all bullshit. He's making that up. I do know Parker personally. He's 14 and 8. I'm just going right into the breakdown. Go ahead. He's 14 and 8 overall. <laughs> he is 3 and 2 in his last five. He's coming off his first stoppage win in the UFC. He's taking on Junior Taffa. Jacob mentioned the younger brother of Justin Taffa. He's only had five professional MMA fights, but he does have a kickboxing career. Uh, and he's coming off that decision loss to Muhammad Usman. And here's the reality of this fight. I'll just, I'll cut to the chase. I'll break it down as quickly as I can. Parker Porter is a very well-rounded guy. He's got 
solid striking, solid footwork, solid grappling. And now we just saw he actually has some solid power at this level. He can take people down. He's got incredible volume. He literally has the heavyweight record for most strikes landed uh, in a three-round fight or I think something like that. He's taking on Junior Taffa. This guy, judging off the last name, you would know, is a very good kickboxer who is transitioning to MMA. The big question before his last fight was, does he have any takedown defense? And the answer was no. He can't defend a takedown. Yes. And no, he doesn't know what to do he didn't get on one the, the first ground. round. Muhammad Usman sucks at takedowns. Like, I mean, you could tell that he knew what he was doing defending that takedown in the first round. He just got a little tired. Big okay. guy got a little right. tired. Great. So, anyway, I, again... Park Reporter is a personal friend of mine. I've known him for a very, very long time. Even if I put those biases aside, I understand the obvious like, well, Justin Jr.'s brother knocked him out. He can do the same. His brother has really good takedown defense, legs like this. Like his brother is the more accomplished fighter, the more experienced fighter, the more well-rounded MMA fighter. Junior Taffa is probably the better striker between him and his brother. He's leaner, faster. But if Parker can come forward, get the takedowns, work that pace, push the pressure, Car Parker doesn't have cardio issues at all. So if he could push that pace, keep it against the cage, work the wrestling, and sort of take away the striking and the power from Junior, Parker wins this fight. So I think Parker's going to get it done. We just watched Junior, Junior get completely outgrappled, and I think Parker can do that here. Obviously, it's heavyweights and anything can happen, but I'm going to... And you'll never hear me pick against my friend. So I'm going Parker, and I think he's going to come forward. I think he's going to grapple, and I think he can win that kind of fight. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Uh, let me just make sure we set this straight, that if you were ever in some sort of competition that was anything physical, I would be betting and picking against you. So I have I have no issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll put biases aside to understand that Angelo's not going to win fucking shit. So, but I, I agree. I mean, Parker is a great guy. He is a friend of the channel. He is a friend of Angelo's. Every I've never interacted with him directly, but I've seen interactions with Parker and Angelo, and he's an absolute great guy. And Angelo is 100% right. If he can get the takedowns, he can, I mean, he can, he can fucking dominate this fight. If he gets this guy flat on his back, he probably can pass to full mount like he did in that fight and TKO this guy. But the issue is, I think people underestimate the takedown offense of Junior. Yeah, there was a couple takedowns, but those takedowns were like, I mean, it's fucking Muhammad Usman. That guy is absolutely huge, and Tafa ended up getting a little bit tired. He was kind of dragged down. For the most part, his takedown defense, you could tell he knew what he was doing. He knew split the legs. He was digging under hooks. He knows how to work through the positions. And he even said in that, or I don't think he said it, but I think they mentioned it in the broadcast. He's like, listen, at this camp with all these guys, we know that's all anybody wants to do is take us down, take us down. That's really all we train is takedown defense, takedown defense, takedown defense. I seen, I thought that even his last fight, it probably would be good enough to hold up enough times to to find the shot on Parker. But now with even more time to kind of work on it and work on it, I don't think he's going to have any issues. I, I did place a, a KO bet on, on Junior Taffa. And again, that's nothing against Parker. It's just business. It is what it is. We've seen him get knocked out before. If he doesn't get the takedowns, I think he's in big trouble on the feet. And I just don't don't see him getting the takedowns that he needs. So I mean, I'll be rooting for him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be rooting against Parker. You know, I, I, I like the guy. He's, it was awesome to see him get that win because so many people counted him out in that fight. It was incredible to see. That was a big moment for us. I know for you personally as a friend of his. So not only I get was it. it a big win, it was a his first finish in the UFC, and that dude yeah. was like a brick shit house of a man. Yeah, I, and that dude failed the drug test after. So he was he really? a juiced up. Yeah, he was a juiced up brick shit house of a man and got put out by Parky Boy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Junior uh, sleeps him. Yeah, obviously, I completely disagree. Um, Parker, 
plus money underdog. I think every everybody, including his camp, no. This guy's a very, very good striker. He's been striking his whole life. And while Parker is also a very good striker with very good footwork, let's exploit the weakness. Let's go ahead and grapple. So I think that's... Did you hoping. bet? I did not bet. I don't like okay. betting on friends either. I mean, I, I might because the underdog money you would, is solid. You would put all your money on me no matter what I did. Okay. You know. You've, you've, you've talked about how much of an athlete I am. No matter what it is, I'll fucking win you're, no matter what. You're coordinated. You're coordinated, but I'm you're not a fucking tough. Athlete. <laughs> not tough. You're not here. tough. You're Get coordinated. Get the fuck out of here. No fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. Get out of here. Yeah. Big scary guy. Can you have Tiffany call to see if my car's ready at the dealership yet? Big scary guy. Yeah, sorry that just jokes. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Guy can't make a joke. $7,600 in DraftKings. If you think uh, Parker gets the takedowns and the control time, then he's going to be worth that money. Yeah, tough is going to be in mine. WeWantPicks.com. Click become a member. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have Aaron Blanchfield taking on Tyla Santos. Aaron Blanchfield, 11-1 overall. 5-0 in her last five. She's riding an eight-fight win streak. She's taking on Tyler Santos. 19-2 overall. 4-1 and one in her last five. She's coming off that title loss to Valentina Shevchenko. Before I dive in, let me tell you right now. If you've seen the Quick Picks video, my Quick Picks video, and you're watching this one now, I have flipped my pick. I have changed my pick. Uh oh off script. He's going off script, guys. Settle in. Everybody hold on to something. He's going to improv. And she... Uh, the reality is, I... Picked Tyler Santos the first time around. Very low confidence. Very low confidence. But I picked Tyler. Then I'm just getting bombarded with all the, the controversy about her lawsuit, her changing gyms. And I knew she changed gyms. I didn't know like the extent of like the bad blood and the lawsuit and all that crap. Um, but if you don't know, basically, she didn't pay any of her training partners, didn't allegedly. pay coaches, didn't like allegedly didn't take care of any of these people. And then it was so bad they had to sue her for the money. And so she got ran out of the gym and her and her husband got sent to another gym. And like now they have this reputation. These people that got her to that title shot where she looked phenomenal looks, you know, now she doesn't have that support system. I thought it was more of an amicable split. Like, hey, I lost this fight. Let me, I didn't realize it was that bad. And I 100% do think that matters. And it's enough for me to flip the pick. So I went from low confidence in Tyla to low to medium confidence in Aaron. The reality is that Aaron Blanchfield is a nasty grappler. She's got decent striking. She can come forward. She throw punches for a minute or two. And then she's immediately going to start grappling. She's still young. She's cleaning things up. But she is improving quickly. I know the comment section loves saying future champ Aaron Blanchfield. Future champ Aaron And... In that fight with J.J. Aldrich, it looked like overrated Aaron Blanchfield. But, and then her next fight out was nothing. We know Molly sucks. And I understand Jessica Andrade, people are going to say that she sucks too, but she was piecing Jessica up on the feet and out grappled her. She beat Jessica everywhere in that fight. She's taking on Tyler Santos. I mentioned Tyler's coming off that loss to Valentina. A lot of people think she won that fight. A lot of people think she beat Valentina Shevchenko. 
She's powerful. She's athletic. She is willing to slug it out. And not only is her boxing fantastic, her grappling is too. She averages more than two takedowns per fight with an 88% accuracy and a 78% defense. 14 stoppages in her career, although there's only one in the UFC. I think Aaron can win this fight. I think Aaron can come forward, get that wrestling pace, and stick to that game plan. What Aaron does do well is stick to a game plan. The criticism that I had in my quick picks and that Jacob's probably going to have is, oh, just go watch the J.J. Aldridge fight. She couldn't even take J.J. down. She looked crap in that fight. And I agree. But that was a couple of fights ago. And she is improving quickly, and I think she can get the takedowns here. The jiu-jitsu should be much better. Um, again, if Tyler Santos fights Aaron Blanchfield the way that she fought Valentina, and if it's, she's the same person she was in that fight, she beats Aaron Blanchfield. Every time, which is why I originally picked Tyla. But all the drama, all the gym changes, all of those things, man, I don't know. And the last point I'll make before I hand it over is how many times have we seen somebody fight the champ, seemingly beat the champ, and then their career just nosedive? Dominic Reyes is the first one that pops in my head, but he's not the only person we have seen fight for the belt, have the performance of a lifetime. Actually, uh, Tiago Santos is the same. Fought John Jones, had the performance of a lifetime, and then after that just couldn't piece it off. Cody Garbrandt so, won the title with the performance of a lifetime. And then couldn't win a fight after that. So Damn it. Th th those are the red flags for Tyler there. So Aaron's going to be the pick. Low confidence. I haven't bet on her, but if this line tightens, I may. There you go, Jakey boy. Uh, yeah, let me preference this by, um, again, full transparency. I am an Aaron hater and i can't even remember why it started or where it started. i don't either i don't but know i literally have no idea because somebody even put that in the in the comments <laughs> like you're just an aaron hater for no reason it's like literally but i've i've, I've <laughs> listen i'm fucking stubborn I'm a, I'm a very stubborn person so i'm going to stick to this aaron hate until i die and let's just go down let's see her record here she beat Kay hansen uh, a few years ago majority decision she lost to Tracy Cortez. <laughs> she beats Gabrielle Golfin. She beats Victoria Leonardo. She beats Brogan Walker. She beats Sarah Alpar. She beats Miranda Maverick. She's losing to J.J. Aldrich. Getting absolutely smoked by J.J. She looked completely clueless in that fight, in the striking, in the wrestling. Got a Hail Mary standing guillotine to win that fight. God bless her for it. She comes back to beat Molly McCann. And then she beats Jessica Andrade. And I know, and there's some people in the comments too, they're like, Jacob, you were all over Jessica Andrade in that fight. Now you're saying she's ass. I was stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. I thought that, I've said for years that Jessica Andrade is trash, but my hate for Aaron Blanchfield goes absolutely deep. So I picked Jessica Andrade, but we know that she is trash. Aaron Blanchfield has beat nobody in this, I mean, in the race. She's looked good doing it, but she's beat nobody. Talia, when you watch that fight versus Chevy, I mean, the way that she was able to out-muscle Chevy in those positions, because Chevy's going to be the more technical fighter, the more technical grappler and the wrestler, but just her physical strength. I don't care if Aaron knows what she's doing better. She's a better wrestler. The physical strength of Talia was just unbelievable in that fight. She was never flat on her back until late in the fifth round of that fight versus a very, very good Chevy, who we'll see Maybe it's falling off a cliff as well. So, um, I'll, I'll be honest. And, and the Lock of the Week video is already live. Going into this weekend, I was like, 
Oh, Santos. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. My air and hate. I got to make Santos my lock of the week, man. I've said for, for a long time that Aaron sucks. She's no good. Obviously, that's just... <laughs> Obviously, that's all just in jest or whatever. I understand that she's only 24 years old and she's a good fighter, but I was going to put my money where my mouth is, and then Angelo hits me with all this bullshit about Talia <laughs> and this and that, and then she broke her orbital bone, and those don't heal. Now I'm reading this. I'm reading this article. So not only I have a pretty heavy money line bet on Talia, but I hedged it, man. I'm scared to death, man. I don't know what to expect at this point. <laughs> Angelo scared me out of making Santos the lock of the week. He scared me. So if she comes in and absolutely smokes Aaron, I'm going to be so fucking annoyed. So, I mean, Santos is my pick. I think that she can't smoke her, but Angelo's got me scared, man. And I, 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 I scared myself. She was originally my pick. And frankly, I was going to bet on her at underdog money, but... Once I saw all the lawsuit stuff, I'm like, man, that is just not good vibes. Like, that is hard to just shake and train. And now her new training partners are probably worried. Am I going to get paid? Are we going to get paid? Is she going to take care of us? And that's the reputation. And it's just a lot. But if the Tyler Santos that fought Valentina Shevchenko fights Aaron Blanchfield, she beats her every every single time. Because to your point... Like, Sorry. Aaron Blanchfield's loss was because she couldn't be the bully wrestler. That's why she lost that fight. And Tyler Santos is big, is strong. And if Aaron can't be the bully wrestler, I don't know how she's going to win this fight either. She, she ain't got much after that. Elizabeth said, Jacob hates her because she's not Brazilian and doesn't have a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be. Uh, Aaron is. Blanchfield, $8,500 in DraftKings, $7,700 in DraftKings. I think whoever wins this fight scores really well, honestly. Because if Aaron Blanchfield wins, she's getting the takedowns, potentially got the submission. If Tyler Santos wins, she might be stuffing the takedowns and lighting up Aaron Blanchfield's face and potentially finishing her. So I think this is a, even though there's a, a good, good amount of salary between these two numbers, I think this is a pick-your-side fight in DraftKings. And uh, this could potentially see. I don't think Aaron finishes Tyler, but I think Tyler can oh, finish Aaron. No, I think I, I I think that this is think somebody. I think somebody is getting exposed. I don't think this is a back and forth. I don't think this is a close fight. Or I think somebody. I think you're gonna a minute thirty into this fight, you're gonna be like, oh, for somebody. Like somebody is gonna either Aaron like shoots that, gets her flat on her back, and it's like, oh, she's not moving. Or Talia stuffs it or reverses it, ends up on top, and you see how strong it is, she is. I think somebody gets exposed here. I fucking hope it's Aaron. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, wewantpicks.com. Click become a member and unlock the full DraftKings insight and information. Unlock every single bet we ever place. Unlock the line movement tracker, the detailed data metrics and analytics. Unlock the other analysts. It's not just me and Jakey. Boy, there's a whole crew of people giving you picks and bets. And Artem is giving PFL bets, PFL picks, uh, Dana White Contender Series, every show, not just UFC like me and Jacob Heimer Schmidt. Become a premium member. Just go to wewantpicks.com. Click become a member at the top of the page. It's freaking $10 a month. $10 a month. I don't know how many use cases and, and tweets I have through. I don't know how many actual customer success stories I need to put out there for you to jump on board. Wewantpicks.com. It's only $10 a month. And here's a 10 spot from Alan. And Alan says, Jacob, I'm here to take my L for doubting you last week on O'Malley. You're either the GOAT or the luckiest SOB either. on the planet. But I, well, you're just really, no, it's not. 
Um, I watch every week since you guys have been doing this. Best $10 a month. Thank you very much, Alan. And a super chat with yeah, a premium not, plug um, is, is there's, ghost There's stuff. nothing lucky about that. That's not the first time I've done something like that. I promise you that. You don't win 10 in a row on fucking luck. I mean, if I mean a couple months ago, I won six. Or I mean, it's, it's, we won four or five. It's not fucking luck. Take that shit elsewhere, Alan. I appreciate the nine, though. Yeah, ten. Yeah, it was nine ninety nine. So we're not gonna well, we're not gonna YouTube, give him credit for that. After YouTube, it's like three, and yes. I get about thirty cents of that. So <laughs> appreciate that. Next up. At UFC Singapore, we have Rinya Nakamura taking on Fernie Garcia. Massive favorite. Rinya Nakamura is the tied for the largest favorite on this card. He is undefeated. He's coming off that knockout win over Tashiyomi Kazama just a few months ago. He's taking on Fernie Garcia. 10-3 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He is on a little bit of a two-fight skid. Rinya is a fantastic wrestler, like an international level wrestler. He also has incredible submissions and he's got insane power in his hands and he puts it all together well. He doesn't come forward desperate, right? He's not a desperate wrestler. He's not just diving at legs. He'll bomb. He'll take a real shot. He, when he gets it to the ground, he'll look for submissions and he'll even, if he gets taken down, he'll work submissions there as well. He's the real deal. He's got seven wins with six stoppages. His combination of high-level wrestling and his genuine power are going to be an issue for a lot of people. He's taking on Fernie Garcia. This kid's pretty well-rounded. He's got his own wrestling background, but when he fights, he is primarily a striker. His striking style is forward pressure, and he's going to try to counter on his way in. He's always taking steps forward, but he does a really nice job of moving out of the way of strikes and then firing back. He... Will drop down. He will look to grapple, but, you know, against somebody like Rinya, it's going to be a little different than some of his previous opponents. He is coming off that loss to Brady Highstand, though. Uh, he was taken down. He was controlled for nine minutes, but he had a really slick submission in there that almost got it done. This should be Rinya all day long. I mean, that's not a secret. Minus 800. Uh, it's an insane price to pay for a relatively untested guy, but I think Nakamura gets it done, uh, and he probably wins this 99 out of 100 times, but this is MMA, and there's still that one time. What do you think, Jakey boy? Yeah, this is, like, super disrespectful. And when I immediately saw this, when I saw that Fernie was going to be on this car and I, and I saw that he was going to come up and fight somebody that's relatively new, not only to the UFC, but to, to their career in general, I was getting a little bit excited because, again, full transparency. I'm, I'm the most transparent person there is. Fernie Garcia, former Lock of the Week. All my Lock of the Weeks have a special place in my heart. But him in particular, too, because he was almost the greatest Lock of the Week of all time. I mean, he dropped Brady with the first punch that he threw wrapped around, got him in a submission. And the thing that breaks my heart the most was I posted the reaction on Twitter of me like freaking out, like, oh my God, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And Fernie replied to the tweet. He's like, hey man, I'm sorry. I thought I had it too. I'm like, dude, Fernie, it's all good, man. It's not that serious. So, I mean, he's just a, a good kid. But the thing that's disrespectful about this line is they act like Fernie has been getting finished or he's getting steamrolled or this and that. I This would make sense if Fernie lost his last two fights, one by knockout, one by submission. He's getting steamrolled and they're getting ready to get rid of him from the UFC. This kid's good. I mean, Fernie Garcia is a good fighter. He's a very, very good boxer, very slick boxer, and very underrated on the ground. He's not somebody that you just steamroll. You don't just finish this guy easily. And Rinya coming in, if he thinks... 
oh, I'm the 800 favorite. This guy stands no chance. I'm just going to throw some big strikes, get the wrestling, get this quick submission, get out of there. He's in for a world of hurt because Fernie is a tough guy. So if this fight starts getting into later second rounds, the only thing that I wish Fernie had a little bit more was a little bit more power. Right, he's not. He doesn't really have a lot of power. He's a volume striker. He's got good shots, and maybe he can lay on that volume late in the fight to kind of steal this fight or put Rennie away. But if he just had a little bit of power to maybe hurt Rennie early, make him panic a little bit, bust him up a little bit, um, he doesn't quite have that. But the longer this fight goes, it could get very, very interesting, is what I will say. So the pick is Renya. He's got all the tools to beat a guy like Fernie. And maybe I'm biased here, but I like the toughness that Fernie has. He's a tough dude. He's well-rounded. And uh, he might be there late in the rounds, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, what a lot of people end up doing, and this is why people manage to lose money on a card like UFC 292, is they'll see a big favorite, they get greedy, and then they go, oh, I'm going to do Renya Nakamura by knockout. Because they want, they're just trying to get better odds, and you know, sometimes it hits. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't. Just I, I, this is a card where I feel like you got to be careful playing that game. There's a lot of factors here. Yes, it's a Singapore card, but like Rinya's from China. He's not from Singapore, and Fernie's traveling from uh, Mexico. Like, that's a Japanese flag, there, bud. Okay, you get my point. All of these oh. people are coming from. Okay, all of these people are coming from all over the world. And they're competing here as a whole, but the reality is there's a lot of travel, a lot of time zone differences, a lot of random, you know, local biases and, and things of that nature. So there's a lot going on here, and this could be a weird card where everything goes to a decision or like people get knocked out like crazy, stuff like that. So just because, you know, it's, it's an international card and there's a lot of international people on it doesn't mean that it uh, was easy traveling and everybody's adjusted. So anyway, point being, I think Rinya wins this fight. Uh, the insane wrestling ability with the jujitsu and all those other things uh, make a lot of sense. I get why he's as big of a favorite as he is, but weirder things have happened, and especially if he wins but doesn't just full-blown steamroll in the first round. $9,600 in DraftKings. I'm going to look at it. I, I probably will end up doing it because – historically he's winning by finish six of seven and even if he's not going to win by finish all that high level wrestling should be able to get it done fernie garcia was just held down for nine minutes by brady highstand the number brady put up in that fight i will take from rinya all day I, if rinya can put up the numbers that brady put up great he's worth the ninety six hundred dollars so therefore he's probably going to be in my DraftKings lineup do you agree with that statement you made a fucking noise until i put the numbers out there and then you realized that's what I thought. That's all I've been hearing for the last hour and a half. Very excited. We on Pex.com. Click become a member. You'll see that full DraftKings breakdown, all of that insight, and everything else. Oh, I kind of like that. Adding Tom Segura, but I didn't like that part. But he said to my Singapore lay. Singapore lay. Dude, like that, that dude has been saying that. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, Ignacio came up with that all by himself. Ignacio came up with Singapore Lay. That was his thing. He made it really? up. Really? Yeah. It's very credit. well done. Singapore yeah. Lay. I like that. Ignacio deserves all the credit for that. Good nice job, job Ignacio. Nice one. Ignacio. I don't know why he's adding Tom Segura. That's a very... I didn't know he was fighting. 
I didn't do that. Does, I didn't do that fight breakdown. Does, he, does he think that Fernie looks like him? Is that what I think Renia looks like him. I don't know. But that was clever of Ignacio to come up with that, the way he put those words together and did it on his own. That is pretty clever. That is good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next up, at UFC Singapore, we have Giga Chikadze taking on Alex Caceres. Giga Chikadze... <laughs> Giga Chikadze is 14-3 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that one-sided beatdown by Calvin Qatar. He's taking on Alex Caceres, 21-13 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He is riding a two-fight win streak. Giga Chikadze is a phenomenal striker. He's got a solid jab, fantastic kicks. He stopped Cub with a liver kick and then put the incredibly tough Edson Barbosa away with punches. He does an incredible job managing range. He's going to use the kicks to keep you out. And then when he comes in, he's going to throw hands. And then when you get a little too close and he's not comfortable with it, he's going to use the kicks to back back out. His striking is dangerous. His wrestling defense is also very solid. Calvin Qatar exposed it a little bit with a couple of takedowns, but the reality is he does have some solid striking defense as well. That Calvin fight was interesting because he got beat. He got his ass kicked. Like He lost that fight. It was pretty one-sided. He was out-wrestled, and he was knocked down. And then he took a bunch of time off, and now he's coming back. He's taking on Alex Caceres. This kid's a tried-and-true vet. He came through the Ultimate Fighter more than 12 years ago. His striking is solid. His durability is solid. His wrestling and grappling are solid as well. He's pretty good everywhere. He's got a whole wealth of experience, and he's fought a lot of high-level people throughout this long UFC career. His accuracy is good. He's got nice scrambles. The problem with Alex is there are a bunch of finishes, but it's like catch you in something type submission win. And yeah, he put out Julian. Like there's there's wins in there, like quality finishes, but he's not the most dangerous guy. I don't think he's as he's probably more well rounded than Giga. Wasn't that his first finish in like ten years or nine years? It's been a while. Well, he he does no didn't he no his TK it was the first TKO. Yeah, because he's caught a bunch of submissions. There's an eye injury. It was his first TKO win yeah, since TKO, 2010. Sure. Literally like yeah. 13 years. Yeah, but he does have some submissions where he catches things. My point being, Alex is probably the more well-rounded fighter here, but he's not better than Giga at any one particular thing like Giga is in the striking. Giga should be the far better striker. He should be the more powerful striker, the more accurate striker, the more versatile striker. And it just comes down to, can he defend the takedowns? And he should be able to. The reason Calvin Qatar had success with the wrestling is because Calvin Qatar's striking is very good. He has insanely clean and fast boxing, which has already got Giga worried about his hands, and then he could shoot a takedown. Alex's striking is too unorthodox, too weird, and Giga's just going to kick him to death, or Giga's going to be a step ahead of him. So I do think Giga wins this fight. I'm pretty confident in him. Uh, I don't have any money on him just yet because I'm still undecided. The long layoff, and, and I mean, Calvin beat his ass. He beat his ass. And we'll see how he responds. He might just come back like, no big deal. Yeah, I lost to the better fighter that day. Or he took a very long time off. He might not be the same. He should win this fight. Minus 235 is appropriate. Alex is not a dangerous guy, but you know, still a little undecided on on if my money is going to do anything with Giga. What do you think, Jakey Boy? 
Yeah, Alex, uh, I like Alex. I mean, Alex, is he's never really in a, as far as, for a guy that has a lot of decisions, he's never really in a boring fight. I mean, he's always a fun guy to watch because he is so opportunistic. And if there's an opportunity to climb the back of Giga of whatever happens, he, that is where he's going to be the most dangerous. But in the striking, I mean, he should be, he should dominate this fight. I mean, talk about Giga. I mean, he, Alex should be dominated in this fight by Giga because they both want to kind of do the same thing, the kind of rangy kickboxing style. And that's what you are. I mean, Giga, that's what he is known for. That's what he is supposed to be. This is one of those fights where it's like, I think I said it last last week, I think with Andre Petrosky, which he ended up proving me absolutely right because he showed that that whole camp is an absolute fraud. Hands up for Gracie Philly because he barely beat Gerald. But it was one of those fights where it's like, if you are who you say you are, you should dominate this fight. If Giga is who he is supposed to be, he should really dominate a guy like Alex Caceres. And that just is what it is. If he was coming off the Cub win and the and the Barbosa win into this fight against Alex Caceres, even though Alex has, has won like seven of his last eight fights, whatever it is, he would be like a minus 400 favorite. I mean, he just smoked Cub. He just finished Edson Barbosa. I think everyone would agree that Edson Barbosa is a much better striker than Alex Caceres. And that's no disrespect. Edson Barbosa is one of the best strikers in the division. So if he was coming off that win, he would be a minus four. I mean, maybe a minus 500 favorite versus Alex Caceres. So yeah, he lost to Qatar. He got wrestled early. He got a little bit flustered. He, he, he was worn down. It, it is what it is. If he is, who he says he is, and who I believe that he is, he should dominate this fight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a chance here because I think that this could end up looking like the best value on the card when it's all said and done. Minus two thirty, whatever it is, he could look like a minus five hundred favorite in there. I'm gonna chase that value. I have bets on him, two different bets. I think a total of like three units on him, maybe four units on him in a in different ways. So if you want to see what that is, uh, we'll see how it plays out though. He should win. Yeah, if you want to see that bet. And the rest of Jacob's bets, we on picks.com. Click become a member. Giga at 9,000. I might fade that because Alex is tough. He's Alex is also not a guy you just steamroll and put away super quick. And um, Alex may be able to gut through, even if he's on the wrong side of these striking exchanges, he may be able to gut through a decision. And all of a sudden, Giga doesn't score that well because there's not knockdowns or takedowns. So um, are you going to spend the uh, 9,000 in DraftKings on Giga? <sighs> I think I might. I, I Alex is tough though, but I mean, yeah, sometimes that's, with that's those kicks, with you it. can only be so tough. You know, sometimes you know, your body just kind of gives out on you. That's what happened to Cub. I mean, Cub's tough as shit too. But I mean, just yeah, yeah. the right his shot. Bo- his just body literally gave out on him. Damn, you timed so, out somebody again. What do you say this time? He's just a fucking. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's just gonna keep he's, going because you just now he's got the attention. Till he gets hidden from the channel, he's just talking into a void. He hasn't like crossed the line. He's just annoying. Yeah, so that's why I haven't. It is what it is. Yeah, well, fuck him. Just typical live chat. You know how it goes. Yes, that's fine with me. That's like what's his name out. was like trashing me, and then I called him out, and he's like, "Oh, I'm actually a big fan, man." Uh, the, dude, so many people do that with you. It, it was so funny. funny. It was funny. This is actually kind of funny. He said. He said something about my picks. Or he said Angelo averages ten and two every week. Jacob goes ten and two every three months in lock of the week by picking one correct pick a week. And I said, "Why are you on my nuts? Your boyfriend not home?" And he said, <laughs> "He said laugh out loud because you actually respond to provocation. I love you though. Not gonna lie, you remind me of my brother-in-law." So I said. If you're asking me to fuck your sister and be your brother-in-law, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, okay, but she don't do the freckle thing. She's just attracted to dumbasses that blow their money on impulse. And I just said, tell her I just bought a Lambo. 
It's it's so that <laughs> whole notion. I'll never understand the internet. The whole. Let me just say wild shit and see if he'll respond to me. I will never understand that. That was I pretty funny. Never... I, I I appreciate that response. He took it well. It's all good. No, yeah, it's a funny exchange. I just don't, and I know that's like most of the internet. Right. I don't understand that. I don't get it. There, there's a really funny. Um, there's this chick on TikTok who DM What's her name? Vinny. I don't. I don't know. She DM Vinny. She hot? The, would you shut up? She DM Vinny from the Jersey Shore and was like, "Yo, why don't they cut your your hair, your your you know your line straight? It's jagged. It looks terrible." And so he's like me. Like he responded like me. First of all, you think I have this beautiful haircut and all this money, and they're just forgetting to do the front of my head? That's how I like it. That's how I want it. That's why I did it. And now you can go fuck yourself because you're blocked. And he blocked her. And she was like, no, I love him so much. I don't know why I sent that. I love him. Please unblock me, Vinny. You're my dream. I love you. And it's like now it's like a theme of her trying to get unblocked by Vinny. But it's just such He's a He's got funny, a hog, like, huh? Uh, yeah. But it's just so funny because it's like you reach – everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's like you went out of your way to DM that dude a negative thing. And then he blocked you and then you're shocked. I would do the same thing. Bye. I get so DMs all so the time funny. from females that like are really pissed off at me because of all the sexual tension that I that I put forth <laughs> onto the. Did. I don't know why you're laughing, but that I put yeah. forth onto the camera that it causes tension between them and their significant others. And I mean, even even guys have said, "Listen, you know, I I, I love my <laughs> girlfriend, and I don't think." You know, I don't think I'm gay, but you know, sometimes you're on camera and I'm just I'm giggling and I'm laughing. I get this warm, fuzzy feeling in my chest. You just do that to me, Jacob, and I get it, guys. And I do want to apologize of all the tension I'm putting on your relationships and and trust me that I I don't want to DM your girlfriends, but it happens. <laughs> but sometimes my phone just falls into my hand. Listen, it's like Sean. He's like, I didn't want you know, I didn't even want to. What was that quote that I sent you in? Uh, Josh, he's like, my right hand had a mind of its own. Oh, he said, it was actually kind of funny. He was like, I actually didn't even want to win that fight because I wanted to go back to winning three rounds or go back to fighting three rounds. But um, my right hand's got a hand or a mind of its own. Yeah. Except it's your, yeah, your, your speckled is doing all the typing and all the creeping. We have a five spot from Go Go Flamingo. Flamingo says he put together a Hail Mary parlay last week. Sugar O'Malley round one or two knockout. Sangwoo Choi money line. Blanchfield money line. Sergey Spivak money line. The odds are forty-two to one. I, honestly, that's well, you hit. like all those. Yeah, Blanchfield smoked because she sucks, but <laughs> that should hit. I don't believe you have this parlay, but if you do, go to the Discord and share the ticket. I'd love to see it. Thank you very much for the five Australian. What's the A? Maybe Australian. Let's move on. What are what are uh, Brazilian money called? I don't know. I said you it the me. other day on the phone when we were talking. When we were FaceTiming on the phone last night. You said rubles, but there's no way it's rubles. I'm pretty sure it's rubles. That's like a Russian thing. I think it's something like that. <laughs> there's, there's no way it's rubles, dude. There's no way. Oh, it's a real. That's what it is. I knew it was something. Yeah, like I was just saying. <laughs> All right. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have the co-main event of the evening. We have Anthony Smith 
taking on Ryan Spann. Anthony Smith, 36-18 and 18 overall. 3-2 and two in his last five. He's coming off two losses in a row. He's taking on the giant Ryan Spann. He's 21-8 and eight overall, 3-2 and two in his last five, and he's coming off that submission loss to Nikita Krylov. This is a rematch. Anthony Smith won the first fight. I don't know why they're doing a rematch. Maybe because both of these guys are at a bit of a crossroads right now, both coming off a loss or two, but... They probably yeah, but, uh, both think that the other guy's an easy win, <laughs> literally. Uh, I mean, it could be because in the first fight, Anthony Smith got to the ground, got the submission. That was the end of that. It was just that that simple. Well, it wasn't that simple. He fucking cracked him twice. Had him on skates twice. Yeah, but... He dominated okay. that fight. The reason yes. went to the ground was because Ryan Spann was like, oh, shit, I'm getting lit up on the feet. It's not like he shot Correct. a takedown. No, no, I, I said got him to the ground. I didn't say, like, took yeah, him down. Yeah, but you left out a major part where he, like, fucked him up twice. Well, the reason I did that, and I haven't finished my breakdown yet, is because I don't think Anthony Smith can hang in the striking anymore. Not in this fight. Yes, he was the better striker that day, and the grappling, he probably is still the better grappler. I don't think he's going to be able to hang in this fight anymore. Anthony Smith, since that fight, has looked like a different person. Yes, overall, he's a fantastic striker. He's got good hands, solid kicks. He's got good jujitsu. He'll use it to snatch things up and make things happen on the ground, like when he submitted Ryan Spann. He submitted Alexander Gustafson, which is impressive as well. Uh, but he has a low 28% takedown defense or offense. He did just take down Glover in a grappling match, so that was actually impressive. Uh, he's incredibly tough, too tough for his own good. If you remember, Glover knocked the teeth out of his mouth and just picked him up, continued the fight. But he's coming off a couple of these weird losses. Most recently, the decision loss to Johnny Walker. Luckily. And if you, if you watch that fight with Johnny Walker, he was dropped in the first round, fine. Then he spent the rest of the fight just swinging wild at Johnny Walker's head. So he just abandoned this technical striking he's supposed to have. And then he's like talking to Johnny Walker. Like it was a bizarre fight with bizarre circumstances. You're attacking my family. What? It was Johnny Walker's it. reaction was the greatest. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did everything about it was bizarre. Then he does the Glover grappling match, which was, he was very normal in that. And now he's fighting here. Like, this guy was out for a while, and now he's in. In three months, he's competed more in three months than the last, like, two years. And he just hasn't seen himself. He's taking on Ryan Spann. This isn't the type of guy that you can't not be 100% for. He's 6'5". He's a powerhouse. He has an 81-inch reach. Tapology and UFC stats uh, have differences in the reach. I'll trust Tapology with the 81 inches. The guy's 6'5". He's hmm. dangerous. He's got 18 stoppages in his 21 wins. And a ton of them are submissions. 12 of them are submissions. And he's not like taking you down. He's snatching things up. He's making things happen. He's dropping you, then snatching up a submission. Like he knows how to finish fights. He hits incredibly hard. He's incredibly dangerous. He is coming off that submission lost to Nikita Krylov. But if you remember, that fight was booked, canceled at the last possible minute, then rebooked. So there's a lot of weird circumstances going on with that fight. And there was a time where Anthony Smith literally beat Ryan Spann and fought for a title and, you know, was was somebody that uh, you could look at. I just think he's an analyst now. I think this is going to look a lot like um, uh, Mikey Mav there. What the hell is his name? I don't know what the fuck you just said. Mikey Mav. Um, Mike, uh, Michael Chiesa. I think it's like he's going to look like that. He's going to be slow. He's not going to be able to do what he wants to do. He's going to look old. And I think a guy like Ryan Spann's not the guy you want to look slow and old with. So I think Ryan Spann wins this fight. I, I threw a unit on him. 
Um, I think he gets done. And, and that bet is less about Ryan Spann being that guy and more about Anthony Smith sort of fading in his career. So I think Ryan Spann gets it done. I have a full unit bet on him. What do you think, Jakey boy? So you just read that from the chat and you're going to act like you just made that yourself? The, the unit Michael, bet? The Michael Chiesa stuff? I said the Michael Chiesa thing. I mean, Dick's Insider says Anthony Smith is going to look like Chiesa versus Holland. He's here for a quick paycheck. He said it after I said it or before? No, it was in there before. I, yeah, I'm oh, sure I you saw that. that. And I didn't see that shit. I'm sure. Go ahead. Yeah, you're I'm always, trying, still you're trying to find You're usually it. pretty quick with that uh, improvisation okay. for sure. But Go ahead. L- listen. Anybody in my mind that is putting any money on these guys, if you want to put money on one side or the other, I get it, right? You want to put some action, it's a 50 50 fight. It, it is what it is. But if you guys are putting these guys in parlays or whatever, that is like ultimate degeneracy because both these guys are, are, are on the struggle bus in their careers. None of these guys, they've all looked really good at times, but they both looked absolutely terrible at times. And the issue with Anthony Smith, it seems in my mind, is confidence. And, and he was coming off a three-fight winning, a three-fight winning streak, with the last one being against Ryan Spann. And he smoked Ryan. I mean, he absolutely smoked Ryan Spann in that fight. Fought Ankalaev. Ankalaev smokes him. It is what it is. He comes against Johnny Walker, and he starts losing. You could see the confidence just, and he's trying to build up confidence inside that fight with his own thoughts, and you're attacking my family. Like, I'm trying to dig myself back into his, because he is, I mean, his name is Lionheart for a reason. He's not, a, he's not necessarily a quitter. He just will just kind of fold into himself. But when you're looking for confidence, what is a better way to get confidence back than fight a guy that you absolutely smoked? He's got to be feeling great coming into this fight. I, I've been struggling. Everyone was making fun of me. But the last win I've got was fighting this guy, and I fucking smoked his ass. So I have a feeling that Anthony Smith is going to come in, look good, look sharp. Whether he ends up winning or not, I don't know. But I think that he's going to look a lot better than he has in the past. He's going to surprise a lot of people as well. He, he's still a good fighter. He's, I mean, he is like... He's probably sixty years old in fight years. I mean, that's got a that guy's got a fight lot of year. miles. He's on too him. hard. For, he's too tough. I mean, he older. is. I mean, John and Glover took fucking decades off this man's life. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I I have a special place in my heart for Lionheart. I I, I do like him. He's, he's a good guy. He is a warrior. He will stay tough in there. He's not going to give up. But I am going to pick Ryan Spann. I mean, it is. You were laughing at me? They ended up picking Ryan Spann anyway? When was I laughing at you? I was laughing at you copying Dick's Insider. First of all, I didn't copy that fucking dork. But Ryan, I mean, Ryan Spann Actually, probably at this point in his career is, is still kind of could string some wins together. He's only 32 years old. He's a big dude. I don't know. This fight, it should be fun. I think it's going to be an entertaining fight. There should be a finish. It could be back and forth. It could be end up being one of the best fights of the night. I'm going to pick Ryan Spann, but... I mean, this is, I'm not putting money on it. I'm not putting parlay. I'm not doing nothing with it. I'm just going to sit there and enjoy it. What's, what time is this gonna fight going to be on? I'll probably have my pants off by the time 11. this fight's on. <laughs> 11-ish? Yeah. Yeah, 11, 12 maybe. That's when the pants come off. At noon? No, about 11. I don't take my pants off every day by 11. 11 to 2, pants are off. <laughs> wild, wild household you're running there. Um, so you're going to spend the $8,300 in DraftKings? This is probably a DraftKings special. I said I was staying away from it completely. Okay, I didn't realize completely included DraftKings, but I guess that makes sense. Oh, well, maybe if you had fewer brain cells. 
There it is. You mean if I had more? If I had fewer, I would understand less. I just wanted to use the word. <laughs> you used it. You used it correctly. It just made no fucking sense. Anyway, um, sorry, I saw the chat. I uh, I'm gonna make Daniel a mod. That's a good idea. I didn't even get great value on that bet. I got it at minus one forty-seven. So. Uh, the line will continue to tighten. I'll worry about it. I'll sweat it out. But I do think Ryan Span gets it done. And again, the pick, the bet is not because, oh, Ryan Span's going to be fighting for a title soon. It's more about like, ooh, Anthony Smith is fighting three times in six months and he was talking to himself and hasn't won in a couple of years. Like, it's it's that. It's that. So I'm betting against Anthony Smith more so than betting on Ryan Span. If you want to see the rest of the bets, including the round prop bet, the safety parlay, the safety parlay has hit seven of the last eight. The safety parlay hits at a 70% rate. The safety parlay is a member exclusive, and you can unlock it at wewantpicks.com. Just click, become a member at the top. Huh? We making money now. <laughs> we making money now. <laughs> okay. Next up at UFC Singapore, we have the main event of the evening. We have Max Holloway taking on Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. Max Holloway is 24 and 7 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. And those only losses were title shots to Volk. He's taking on the Korean zombie. He's 17 and 7 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. He's also coming off a title shot loss. To Volk. And listen, at this point, we know who Max Holloway is. This guy has phenomenal boxing. The UFC has been spamming social media with Max Holloway's fight against Calvin Qatar. The whole look away, like move away from the punch and then throw the jet. It was, wow, I mean, you got some skills there. Can we say that one more time? How do you throw that punch there? He looked away. But like that. Oh, you rolled what? that over too. Look at that. I think it was more of a jab than kind of a rolled over shot there, but. You still roll over jabs. You don't just you don't jab like this. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a little quick with it. You know. Yeah. Your yours would go like this. No. I, I mean, I'm I'm like this. Yeah. I bet. Boom. Why is that Boom. wrist so soft? Boom. Shove this hand. If you want to reach out to Jacob it directly? It is Jacob Lines at softwrists.net. Anyway. And security. Max Holloway is that uh, that guy when it comes to just pure striking. He gets his hands going incredibly fast, accurate. His defense is, you know, I want to say he's got good defense because of that clip, but when I show you the stats in a second, he does get touched. He's another guy that is insanely tough. He's beating everybody he's supposed to beat. He beat the number two guy in the world, the number three guy in the world, the number four guy in the world, and the number seven guy in the world. The only reason he hasn't beat five or six, he hasn't fought five or six. His only losses... In the last 10 years at this weight class, at featherweight, are to Volk. This guy has put on an incredible streak. He hasn't looked old yet. He hasn't looked slow yet, which is insane because he has been in some wars. What we just said about Anthony Smith and, you know, some of these fights have taken years off of his life. It's nuts that that hasn't happened. He's good to go, brother. Good to go, brother. Get him, Leland. It's it's nuts. He's in the tree. It's nuts <laughs> that Max Holloway, first of all, he's only 31 years old. That's crazy to me. Uh, and it's nuts that he's been in the fights that he's been in, and he he hasn't slowed down a bit. He looks exactly the same in his last fight as he did four he's fights. He's tall, ago. too. It's incredible. Oh, I saw him at the thing, and he was just yeah, tall I saw as him me. At the, I'm uh, tall. At the, at the Ari. I was sitting there eating breakfast. 
Jacob is great breakfast. The art that little I'm sure somebody's in the chat has been there. The, the the breakfast place egg at the slot? Aria. Was it egg slot? I don't know, but they got these saw these breakfast sandwiches that are like as big as your oh, fucking head. They would even shit. It would only take three of them to fill you up. That's how good they are. <laughs> how big they are. But that's where I saw him. I said they're eating breakfast, and he walked by with his his beautiful uh, wife or fiance or girlfriend, whatever she is. And I was like, damn, he is tall. I mean, I can. I mean, I'm I'm looking right at the top of his head, but he is tall. <laughs> I bet. I bet. No, you. Yeah, you're huge. And anyway, he was like, he's taking- salamander. And I was like, Maxie, baby. He was like, what uh, up, brother? I was like, what <laughs> up, brother? Hang ten, brother. Like that. Okay. Take it on the Korean zombie. Korean zombie has earned that nickname. He's just tough. He's going to do everything possible to stay awake, to stay conscious, to stay standing like a zombie. He's one of only two people, was it two or three, to ever win with a twister. Blackshear did it a few weeks ago. Korean zombie did it before that. He's going to come forward. He's got very solid striking, very solid grappling, very high fight IQ. He's beaten some of the best guys on the planet. He beat Frankie Edgar. He beat Dustin Poirier. He's lost to some of them as well. He lost to Brian Ortega. He lost to Jose Aldo. And I mentioned he lost to Volkanovski. Uh, He did have a two-year gap in his uh, UFC tenure because he had to do mandatory military service. Came back from that sort of mixed bag of success. He basically left and the UFC brought him back and they're like, hey, just, there you go. Like, you're back at the top of the pile again. But the reality is, you know, he's very tough. He's got very good striking. And if he gets to the ground, his grappling is slick. I do not think Max Holloway should be a minus 800 favorite. I do think Max Holloway wins this fight. But minus 800 favorite, I get it. And then here's the stats. He's 31 to 36. He's taller, he's longer, he's got incredible volume, he's got all the things. Max Holloway's the pick. Max Holloway should win this fight. Eventually, Max Holloway's going to look old and slow. This isn't going to be the fight that does it, but minus 800 just seems steep. It's a five-round fight. Anything can happen, but you know he's, he's definitely the very confident pick. What do you think, Jakey Boy? I think one of the best things that we could do as a country, United States of America, is implement the mandatory military service out of high school two years. Do you agree or disagree? I would have been just fine. I don't know how you would have fared. I would have. You understand that me and you at 18 years old, you know, if we went to the same high school, <laughs> I would have fucked you up, little boy. I would have fucked you up, little bruh. Were you oh bigger then than you are now? God. Oh, my God. I have you shrunk you. since then? Do you know Do you know the group of people I had around me in high school? Like, God, you would have stood a chance, Angelo. Holy shit. What are you doing? I'm just pulling up a, pulling nah, up a picture of you it, from high school. So anyway, let's let's, you know, let's focus on the fights, Angelo. That's the best so way to do let's, it. No, let's focus on the fights, Angelo. So, okay. yeah, Max Holloway, to me, is uh, definitely a guy that should win this fight. And I think that I'll he does. I'll let you do the breakdown, and then I'll pull up the picture. <laughs> and I can, I can hear the fear in no, your voice. Good, Go ahead, because what breakdown. you're about to show is, I just want to say that no, AI no, no, is just real. Just stop getting out in front of it. No, and AI start is real. To, AI is real. We've all seen the the wild deep fake stuff that can happen online. <laughs> um, yeah, this. I mean, this is. I mean, this breakdown is is pretty simple. I think this is going to be a a retirement fight for the Korean zombie. I hope he doesn't look bad in there. Hopefully, he lands a shot or two. If he does, there's always a chance that Max's chin, as you mentioned, finally gives out. I mean, he does get hit. I mean, Max is a tough dude. He is a good boxer, but defensively, he does get hit. But I mean, this should be a Max play all the way. There's there's Volk. There's Max. 
And then there's everyone else. We'll see if Ilya can kind of join that that group. But this should be a max play. It should be basically mostly striking. And he's proved that he can outstrike anybody except for Volkanovski. So I'm going max here. And then uh, that's it. So I, I want to thank you guys so much for, for joining us here. At the, <laughs> yeah, I would try for to this, cut uh, too, yeah, UFC Singapore. Make sure you like, make sure you like the stream. Become a premium member. Uh, WeWantPicks.com slash bets. Uh, if you sign up for one of our affiliates, Angel will send you $50. Uh, like yeah, premium membership, ten dollars a month. Oh, we got all the stuff. We've been doing really well. Ansel been doing well, and uh, that's it, guys. So thank you guys again so much. And if everyone wants to click off this video, enjoy your nights. I, I you would. Know, I would. Uh, I would do that right I now. Wouldn't. So we'll see you guys. And uh, see you guys. We'll, we'll let, see you. Let me do we'll the outro back. here, and then we're gonna give you that beautiful picture of Jacob in high school where he said he would beat my ass. Actually, what am I waiting for? Screw yeah, fuck you up. Show that picture. This is Jacob in high school. There he is, me on the left. That was my wedding picture. Hair looks exactly the same, tall, dark. How many That's sizes Jacob. down is that suit compared to what you would wear now? Jacob, um, how old are you in this picture? Uh, eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I was big. I was a big boy. I, uh, I big bet. Boy. And what's that medal for? What sport was that? Wrestling, uh, football, hockey? It was hockey. Thank you. Fe oh, field hockey. Field hockey is a little bit weird, isn't it? So is lacrosse, too. I don't understand lacrosse. No. I played lacrosse. I like Throw lacrosse. some fucking, I bet you. I fucking bet you <laughs> did. Throw on some fucking skates. Get on some ice and actually play. Anyway, this is Jacob. This is the exact time frame when he said, if I knew you in high school, I would beat your ass. This is no, that. I, no, I this didn't say is... that. I didn't say that. What'd you say? What'd I'd you say? I said, I would fuck you up, little <laughs> bruh. I will fuck <laughs> you up, is. little bruh. This guy here. This guy. This is the guy. This is Someone the one. said marching band medal. I, I was a fucking athlete, guys. I'm a fucking athlete. It was golf. Huh? <laughs> Isn't that from golf? Golf? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So, yes, golf. Congratulations. I was number one in the state of Indiana at the uh, at the 100 meter. Fastest, fastest kid in Indiana. Running from bullies all day will do that for you. So, anyway... Guys, I will spot. send you 50 bucks. I get there. I will send you 50 bucks. Wewantpicks.com slash bets. Use the link. Sign up with any one of our betting partners. Make a deposit. And I send you 50 bucks as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing. They're going to pay me. I'm going to whip, 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 Take off some of that money like and I send it back you, to you. Walking through the okay. hallways. You, you would literally be scared to walk past me in the hallway. If we, if you went yeah, to my high school. Yeah, because I would assume that whatever disease no, you had if you, was if you were at my high school, you wouldn't make, you would not fucking make eye contact me. And Mom I would just stare you down. Contagious? I would just fucking stare you down. You'd be like with you all your books because you're leper. one of those kids in high school that was scared like to go to your leper. locker in between classes because you were going to be scared to be you late to your next else? class. So you carry nine books with you every fucking day through the hallways and your forearms were burning. You're running. You're the kid running to, to the lunchroom with you know who else people pizza. were afraid to walk by in the hallway go ahead and be mean about it powder and you look like powder you're not gonna make i mean pow powder by the way had fucking electrical powers so if you're gonna call <laughs> me power i literally would fuck you up i don't know if you watched that movie for a while I did, but that guy I did was fucking those dudes up that's exactly what would happen angelo you're exactly right <laughs> you would try to bully me and i'd be like <laughs> I Everybody like that. That's a good movie. too. It was a good movie. Everybody here is too young to know that movie, but that was a good movie. Anyway, 
Premium membership. We talk about the bets. We talk about it's far more than just that. It is literally the most comprehensive membership in this space that exists on this planet. And that is just a factual statement. You're going to get courses that'll walk you through beginner's guide to DraftKings. One of the biggest questions we get, what's what's DraftKings fantasy? How do you play? Well, this is going to walk you through exactly that. You're going to get detailed data, metrics, and analytics so you can find your own spots. Look at the striking differentials. Look at the takedown differentials. Compare all those stats side by side. You're going to get the line movement tracker. It's going to give you opening odds, current odds, the win probability, and the line movement on every single fighter. You're going to get more than just me and Jakey Boy. It is a band of misfits. You're going to get Artem breaking down everything, including PFL for this week. You're going to get the pick doctor, and you're going to get this other crew that we will be announcing shortly where uh, that their page is almost up and running, and the amount of stuff you're going to get for $10 is absolutely absurd. $2 super chat from Junior Ranks. Jacob would have been crushed by Christ, You should see how bad he'd crush me now. <laughs> if you thought it was bad back then, you should see him now. How's the diet going? I'm starving. Yeah, I haven't eaten for 28 hours. Look at me, ball of energy. I had I had some food Tell at like 10 a.m. Well, and how much, and what did you eat? Because I can read off the text. I had leftover chicken wings at like 10 a.m. And do we want to give a fewer or less number to, uh, do you want to play fewer or more game? It was 20. That's not crazy. Dude, chicken wings. You know, most like orders, the most orders for chicken wings are six. See, these weren't, these 10, weren't from a. Or like 14. Not when you get them from Wingstop. Dude, Wingstop chicken wings are a joke. It's like two bottle caps. They're a joke. They're an absolute joke. Yeah, they're not pumped full of steroids. That's how a chicken wing's supposed Fine. to look. Okay. For, oh, so now I'm getting shamed for eating small wings. What a fucking joke. No, I mean, I mean, 20 wings is like. Do you want to give a time frame for how long it took you to put down the 20 wings? Because I watched you Saturday night. You didn't know that I was watching you. <laughs> But the speed at which you were putting down those wings was you know nothing short of amazing. I'm trying to perfect that hole with the flats where you break the back and they go. Yeah, I had it down at... the other day. I, had it <laughs> I bet you day, did throw that shit back to the throat. I can't, I can't seem to. I can't seem to if get. You that need some. Going. If you need a partner to practice with. Okay, I gotta go. Do all the things, guys. Thank you for the watch, and we'll be back Thursday for our call-in show live stream.